Hi, and welcome to Bacon and Eggs. I'm still Ethan Edgehill. And I am still Tyler Carlin. Really? Are you? I'm surprised. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I thought you'd be somebody else this time. Nope. Oh, that's unfortunate. This is our Uh, weekly podcast where we talk about some of our favorite movies. And anything else on our minds. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for a brand new episode. Or you could be tuning in like 30 seconds after the last one finished. I realize now that line doesn't really make any sense. Either way, this is a brand new episode. I mean, it's it's for people that are like binging us. that have never heard anything before. They started with Iron Man 1 like eight hours ago. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to let I them will... know that like it's okay to do that. It is okay. But it's still a brand new episode. It is. But if this is your first time joining us, we recommend you go ahead and take a listen to any of our first six episodes. Way, like way more than six. This There's is 11. the same thing we explained last week. Stranger Things. Okay. Okay. Listen, we went over this. It's because the big intro was in the first six episodes. That tells you everything about our childhood and the movie theater, and we got yelled at for doing that six times. Oh, uh, I don't think uh, nobody said a word to me. I had a lot of people say words to me about it. Like, are you going to keep doing the intro every <sighs> single week that says you're only going to do it once? And I'm like, yep, I am. Every time. Believe it or not. Well, we'll tell you a little bit about who we are in that. And what we do. And what this podcast is. Did you ever notice this intro is kind of like one of those uh, answering machines from the 90s? Hi, this is Tyler. And this is Ethan. And we are out. Out. Click. That was just my like whole that. goal, yeah. That was my, my point. Gotcha. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Anyway, it'll give you some great background on uh, what you're about to hear. But regardless, welcome. We are so glad that you've joined us. We make absolutely no promises about how long this intro will stick around, which is why I wrote uh, it this way. So buckle up, because we're about to dive in. Keep singing the Vine song. Yeah. So without further ado, Tyler, what did you think of The Matrix Reloaded? I watched... The Princess Diaries instead. Oh, good. Okay, cool. We're great. Okay, yeah. so, Mia Thermopolis. What a card. <laughs> I can't believe you caught that. I had to reach deep down in the recesses <laughs> of my brain to not say Princess Buttercup. <laughs> um, no, I actually, Ethan, what I watched was neither of those movies. Did you watch Guardians of the Galaxy? I did and watch we Guardians right of the this Galaxy. Week. Yes. But I here's a fun fact. I looked at our script here and I almost said I did watch Iron Man 3, which I did not watch. But it doesn't even uh, say that in the script. It does say it. Anyway. Uh, speaking oh, that's of stats. what it's saying. Yes. This movie was released August 1st, 2014, which is approximately like a thousand days ago, I guess. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I forgot to write it. <laughs> Hang on a second. Uh, but Dude, it had a some, budget. Give, give, me some, uh, give me some elevator music here while I Google this. Anyway, this is 1,209 days ago. That's so many uh, days. That is a lot of days. That's like four years and nine days in my mind, because years are 300 days. Not I mean, something days. like that. Yeah. Anyway, I had a budget of $232.3 million, which I think might be the most. Ah, yes. The Avengers budget was $220 million, so it is the biggest. Huh. What do you know? Yeah, Chris Pratt fella, he was on Parks and Rec. He's much more valuable than that guy who played Iron Man. I mean, Parks and Rec had some pull. Let's just be real here. They had Barack f***ing Obama on Parks what? and Rec. Was he really? Yeah. The whole, oh, I totally like, the whole family that. was. It was like Barack and Michelle and Joe Biden and all of them. I mean, Amy Poehler's got pull. Yeah, I'm just saying. Parks and Rec had some some clout. It's about the cones, Ethan. It's about the cones. <laughs> anyway, the movie made 773 0.3 million dollars worldwide which is still half a billion dollars less than iron man 3 but it's still a ton of money yeah, uh, it, is and a ton it was of, received it is a ton of money it was received really really well you got a 91 uh, percent critic on rotten tomatoes you, a 92 percent audience on rotten tomatoes and here is the the kicker the stat to end all stats it got a 76 out of 100 on metacritic holy fucking shit this movie put that that on the fridge like yeah. The director, I don't remember. James Gunn. 
James, James Gunn, Gunn went home. Was, how do you not remember this? <laughs> I couldn't, like, I just keep thinking of Kevin Feige. Feige. I still don't know how to pronounce it. Just keep thinking of he him. Is, he's a producer. He's in the opening credits. Yeah. But, like, that's a lot, man. Yeah. That was, that's awesome. Like, I, no small sum. I just, I feel like, like, it won. Like, it beat Metacritic. Like, I've been rooting for these movies. And it won. Yeah. It, it did Fi- well. And the solution was 70s and 80s music and a comedy actor. Apparently. Apparently that's the solution. I'll tell you, before we even get into it, well, actually, I'll wait till we get into it, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess we're getting into it. Everybody who was like ready to get into it, you're going to have to wait for Ethan to say whatever's next. I don't. Because I don't know what it is. What do you mean? Ethan, there's the next bullet point here says feedback. So listen or follow up from last week. Uh, Oh, oh, exciting news. I guess I'm just going to keep talking. Um, Last week, we asked you to help us rank, rank. Uh, the third movie overall, whether it was Winter Soldier or the first Avenger. And I put a Twitter poll out today as of recording. And I will say this, uh, Winter Soldier, my pick, blew first Avenger out of the water. But the official poll was on our Facebook group, which you can join at Bacon and Eggs Fans on Facebook. You can search it. You can look at the link in the description. And I won. And Ethan won. So just who that? I win. Hoot Squad. Hoot Squad. Just, 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 just to give you a little an idea of, I just want to pull up some figures for you, Ethan. If I recall correctly, there were three votes total in our Facebook group. So anybody who's out there is like, oh, this Facebook group's probably huge. Nobody ever interacts with anybody. It's not. There's like 12 members. Uh, we are having a ton of fun. Um, had about three votes in this poll. Uh, so maybe people don't interact with anybody. But whatever. Had about three votes, and uh, I voted for my movie. It had four votes. You voted for your movie. Oh, it did? Yeah. Is it a pretty tie? Sure. No. Pretty sure it's three to one. The official vote goes to Captain In America favor. and Winter Soldier being in fourth place. For now. For now. For now. That being said, I just, just, just to give you an idea, my Twitter vote, which doesn't matter, doesn't mean anything, but it, it matters to me. Uh, it got 154 votes. Yeah, you really got the Winter participation Soldier trophy winning. there, man. Winter Soldier winning. I'm just by saying. A lot. <laughs> I got the game ball. You got the participation trophy there. I think I think I participated harder than you. But I, whatever. <laughs> okay, I made the poll for starters. I asked you how to make the poll, and you read. <laughs> and you texted me back like six hours later what did i say i don't know nothing <laughs> you just changed the topic <laughs> i know but also uh so we want to talk about the movie we're gonna go into our our uh, b-side here we want to start by talking about the characters because i think the characters in this movie are what make the film like the chemistry is what it's really all about right and we have because... a lot of characters that they were new well all the characters are new but it's like the first time it hasn't been built off like established kind of it's the first time we get a bunch of going on yeah a bunch of new characters a bunch of like, like a bunch of the new heroes i should say it's basically like the avengers if we didn't know anything about any of the avengers right so we want to talk about that and essentially when it comes down to it the end like the movie is about like five criminals defending xandar against because evil because they did wow i just figured out the whole like it's never really occurred to me like why we're supposed to like these characters or anything before this and then i just said that out loud that I was like, they're criminals, but they're defending the world against evil. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, no, thing. I never like caught. I like this movie a lot better now. I never caught that before. Like, oh, yeah. just because they're criminals doesn't make them evil. Like, good people can do bad things, and evil bad people, people don't do good things. Do good things. Um, so we got a bunch of characters. Let's run through all of them. We've got number one, Pete Quizzy, uh, Peter Quill, main character of the movie, Chris Pratt. Uh, what do you think, of Peter Quill? I think you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really know, honestly. I. I 
he I love him and I hate him sometimes. I don't hate him at all. What I like about Peter Quill in this movie is that he is like the well-rounded, sort of centralized, keep the story together kind of character. Right. And but he's also hilarious. And that's the thing is like sometimes I feel like he's in his element, he's doing things that are funny, and sometimes I feel like he's like on his own just trying to drag the story along at any costs. I'll agree with that. He is what one thing I love about this movie is all the action sequences, everybody has a very distinct fighting style. Right. And he is like smooth but clumsy. Yeah. Absolutely. Every time. Absolutely. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. He's the kind of guy that like does a really slick dance move and then trips. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And uh that's that's sort of my The one thing I do like about Peter is he's the only one that doesn't seem like he's in his element ever. Well, because he's from Terran. Right. He is not in his element at all, but everybody else is a hundred percent in, especially Drax, like a hundred percent in. Oh, I disagree about Drax. I think Drax is the only one that outside of Peter Quill that like I mean, they all develop and they all become somebody else by the end of the movie, but I think Drax has one of the more Oh, Drax definitely does the most developing. Yeah. But he does his developing by just throwing himself straight at whatever happens. Correct. That's who he is, man. And, and that's what I'm saying is like on one hand, he doesn't develop at all. Like nothing changes about him whatsoever. He doesn't learn anything. On the other hand, he learns everything. He learns about friendship and like having fun and and yeah, what fun is and you know using his powers for good. On the other hand, he still just takes everything literally. Right. Which I'm not complaining. Well, it sounds like a it, that that's came across very harshly. It sounded like I was complaining about Drax. Not at all. I love Drax. Moving on to our next character, we've got Rocket in this movie. I want to talk about Rocket real quick because I think. Rocket doesn't get enough attention in the community. Uh, yeah, I did okay. not like Rocket the first time I saw this movie. I thought he was I felt like, kind of annoying and kind of like the movie was supposed to be about him and it wasn't about him. Here's what I thought about Rocket. It was going into it. I thought I seen the previews and I was like, I'm going to like Rocket Raccoon. That's going to be a character I connect with and I'm going to have like a Rocket Raccoon t-shirt and it's going to be like a thing. Like people know Ty likes Rocket. That's like the heroes he Yeah, no, he 100% is agree with that. I feel that on a spiritual level. And then... And then the movie came out, and all of the uh, all of the merch, everything was not about Peter Quill. It was about not Groot. about. It was all about Groot. It was about Groot. Everything Groot. Yeah. And Groot was a, a good enough character, sort of. I guess he didn't really have a lot of. He's Chewbacca. He's, yeah, he's which is fine. But like Rocket Raccoon in this movie is. Like, everybody talks about Vin Diesel in this movie and how playing Groot was this huge, uh, big part of his life after Paul Walker died. And it was, like, a big deal for him to play this part and really get through this tough time. I think that was why they said yeah, that, right? Yeah, it was. This was around that it time. When well, he, um, he did an interview that was just like, this is the most out of my element I've ever been. But he literally, like, I get he said it a thousand times and he recorded it in all these different languages. And he did all that. And that's that's great. And I'm super happy for you, Vin. Your name, if you re-rent a letter, spells I end lives, which is super cool. But Bradley Cooper does not deserve enough credit for this movie. No, he doesn't get enough credit. That's what I'm he saying. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. Yeah, no. Doesn't get the credit I, he if, deserves. If I did not know, if it was not very well advertised that Bradley Cooper was playing Rocket, I would not have known. I would have no idea. I would have yeah, thought it was I, like I Paul Giamatti. Thought, just some really good voice actor. Yeah, some, some like vaguely New York, like Italian kind of guy, not Bradley Cooper. I would have no idea. <laughs> He did an amazing job. And not only that, Rocket has some tough scenes. He's got the scene where he, like, is drunk and he really opens up about how he cares what people think of him right. and everybody's calling or him a rodent. The end when Groot dies and he's just weeping. Yeah, he's just extremely emotional about that. And then he's got, like, the part where he disagrees with Quill when they're making the plan. And, he's you know, he wants to be the leader because he always has been with Groot. And he doesn't know how to adapt to this new environment. I think I, I – first – Wanted to love Rocket as a character, saw the movie, and didn't feel like I could 
because right. the whole community just kind of wrote him off. And now rewatch, and I've seen the movie tons of times. This is one of my favorite movies just outside of the whole being a cinephile thing. This is just a movie I genuinely enjoy watching. So I just looked this up because I was curious as to how it kind of worked. Because it is not Bradley Cooper playing Rocket, it is just Bradley Cooper voicing Rocket. Mm -hmm. And Bradley Cooper recorded the parts after the movie was filmed. Okay. Like, I just think that's incredible that he was able to to kind of pull it off. When you got also remember if, if uh, I don't know how it works on the back end, but if it was like after the movie was filmed, was he already animated or did they have to? No, I don't think he's, I mean, I don't think um, like facial, like lip syncing was animated. I think they can do that afterwards. Okay. But his, Sean Gunn, who is, I guess, James Gunn's kid, played Rocket like on set. Oh, cool. Yeah, and, and just basically walked around on his knees all day, every day, in a mocap suit. All I'm saying is Rocket, this time around, really paying attention to the movie right. and caring about the characters is, I think, my favorite character in I, this movie. I would agree with that. I think the character ages very well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think maybe just going from being a little bit younger... Right. And then having some tough experiences in my life. Right. And then being able to relate with Rocket when he has that, that drunk scene and when and, he has... And that's what know, I'm saying Trying is, to be the leader in an unfamiliar environment. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think Bradley Cooper deserves those kudos is he's like talking to a television, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like getting emotional with a television of a movie that's already filmed. Right. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, the dude deserves and, I mean, much, much I more I guess that was the way part. it was always done that like... In animated movies before Monsters, Inc., voice actors just kind of recorded by themselves and just said all their lines. Is that true? Are you about to drop some movie knowledge on Yeah, me? yeah, no. Billy Crystal and um, John Goodman, I don't know if they were the first, but they were the first, like, high-profile movie to be like, we can't do this in sound booths by ourselves. Like, we gotta be in the same room together. Huh. To do Mike and Sully. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's funny because... Toy Story, like, Tim Allen and, and, and um, Tom Hanks, ne like, never saw each other. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy because in Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty are voiced by the same person. Same person, yeah. You know, and same with, like, Family Guy is, like, yeah, Seth MacFarlane does, like, half the characters. Seth MacFarlane is, like, everybody. Yeah. But, yeah, so they were the, you know, it, that was the way it was just done back then, I guess. And, and like, uh, there was the Aladdin... Uh, they just basically gave Robin Williams like a room full of props and just, just kind of said, go nuts and we'll write the movie around you. Like That was super well done. Yeah. Though. You got to give him I mean, mad props for the way Aladdin came out. It's the same thing with like Caddyshack. Like, you can't give Robin Williams a script and expect it to come out that fluid and that hilarious. Well, that was Bill Murray. But yeah. No, I'm saying I, I said it's the same thing with Caddyshack, like as with Caddyshack. Gotcha, like Bill gotcha. Murray was not given a script for Caddyshack at all. The llama. He had directions as to like. Great golf player. The yeah, llama. scene directions like. Carlos chopping the heads off flowers. And we get the like, Cinderella man, Atticusta. That whole scene was Carlos chopping the heads off flowers. Anyway, so that, that, that's my view on Rocket. I think I probably Rocket. my favorite love character. Rocket. Great. Uh, great character. In fact, maybe maybe I'll get a Rocket tattoo one of these days. I don't know about that. Would you just give me like a, a milestone we'd have to hit and I'll think about it. Oh, man, I don't know. I think out of all the Marvel characters you get, you're going to get Rocket Raccoon. I don't know about that, man. Anyway, moving on to our next character, uh, Groot. I don't have that much to say about Groot, honestly. Groot's cool, but he's Chewbacca. He's just like... Groot's Chewbacca. He's Rocket's he's, sidekick. Big, he's cool. You know, butt break stuff. Like, he's a good fighter, but like doesn't really say much, and only Rocket can understand him. You know, I, I was watching this movie, and what I love about Groot is that he really doesn't have much of a part in the final fight scene except of course no. for being like the big ball they survive in but as far as like the, the the actual fight with the bad guys he has like no part in fighting ronin he has very little part in fighting the goons except he does but i think the whole goons were there i even made a note of it when we get there is that like well these are just here so that there's something 
Like, there's a right. fight well, scene I mean, for the sake of a fight it's scene. It's almost like they had to write Groot in, like, last minute. Oh, no, I disagree. I think he was very well integrated. He felt like he was supposed to be part really? of it. Really? I, I, I honestly don't. Like, I, even, even Rocket says that thing of, like, typical Groot. Asleep for the damage, but awake for the payoff. I like Groot because he, I know I'm not no, hating he, on Groot. He, but he, he rips just, the like, battery out of the wall, and he, he does that. Yeah, but that's like a background thing. Like a lot of his stuff happens kind of subtly, and I'm not upset about it. I think he did his part very well, but he almost feels like like a last minute addition. I'm so surprised you said that. Yeah, it just, I don't. It's just the vibe I got. Now the battery thing was hilarious. So yeah, I, I love mean, a good. That guy's I love like... a good take <laughs> like that where they're like describing the thing that's gotta happen. Like, while it's happening accidentally. Yeah. Like, Rocket yeah. was just I, like, we need the battery. And Groot just goes and gets it. He's, like, rambling on to Peter about how it's going to be impossible uh, uh, to get. It's in the tallest guard tower in the middle of the most guarded room in the prison. Like, we absolutely have to get it last. And he throws right. the thing out and he goes, I will get it first then. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the whole thing where they, like, steal the guy's leg and she gets the thing out of the guy's arm. I know. Uh, and Rocket lasts for, like, ten minutes. I can't believe he did I can't it. believe he did it. He got the leg. And <laughs> Peter's like, I had to transfer that guy 30,000 units. Yeah. Which is a I lot of money the, since they were willing to kill Peter for 40,000 For 40,000, yeah. He's like, so we're going to be like rich, Groot. Amount. We're going to kill him for 40 grand. Um, but yeah, Groot, I mean, I like Groot. I think I, I'm all about the hype. Groot, Groot is, you know, he's, he's an emotional character. He only says five words in the whole movie. Uh, he grunts a few times. Yep, five words. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I think, you did mention this earlier, and I think it is really cool when actors do this. Even And I get it, it was only five words. But it's cool when actors, like, record their voice lines for other languages. Oh, yeah, I think that's super because cool. Because I've, I've watched animated, because I, you know, I was a Spanish major in college. I've watched animated movies that I had seen before in Spanish, mm-hmm. and it's super weird hearing different voices. How long do you think it would take to say I am Groot a thousand times? I don't think it would take that long. Yeah, probably a day. Yeah, I mean... you could, I pro- Vin Diesel was probably in the booth for like maybe two days. Oh, I doubt it. I bet he was there for a while. I don't know. He only had five words. Think, how frustrated do you think like the director would be if they were like, we need you to say I am Groot right here? And he like, he, like messed it up like 200 times. <laughs> <laughs> Like, do you th- like they're always like, he said it over a thousand times. It was this huge feat of voice acting. It was amazing. I what James Gunn is like, Vin Diesel is the worst voice actor of all time. I that that's why they had him say it a thousand he had times. Him, he said it one time. Like, he said the line a thousand times. He had to say it eight. Like, what, what no, a freaking I'm idiot. I'm pretty sure that they hadn't even written the movie yet when they did that. There's Because there's no other reason for him to say. Like, if they had done the same thing they did with... with um, Rocket, where they like had Bradley Cooper record the lines after the movie was filmed, there would be absolutely no reason for him to say, I am Groot, a thousand times. I'm pretty sure they went in and they were like, I am Groot. We're going to get Vin Diesel to say, I am Groot a lot because he's in LA. He's like at the studio already. We want him to do this movie. We just hired him. We're going to bring him in and just have him say, I am Groot as many times as he feels comfortable with. So we have a lot to work with. I'm pretty sure. And there was probably some sound editor being like, Oh man, he said I'm Groot really good right here. I'm gonna flag this, throw it in somewhere. Yeah, I don't. Was that like just his voice? It was obviously mixed, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't think he was sitting there like I am Groot. I am Groot. Yeah, it was probably affected. I like grown up Groot better than Baby Groot. There, I said it. Sorry. I mean, I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy two to like know what Baby Groot is like. Isn't he? You saw him at the end of this. I mean, he just danced. He's adorable. He is adorable. Like I would have a little dancing Groot like in the planter thing. In, on my desk if somebody was to like mail me one anyway on to our next character uh drax, drax. 
Drax so is in this movie. I have actually met Dave Batista. Have you really? I have. So when I was at what? when I was at the summer camp where I worked, I also worked with Mike Batista, who is Dave Batista's little brother. What? No. Yeah, way. dead serious. You're lying. No, to me and right I thought now. this dude was lying until Dave Batista showed up one day. Um here's the thing about Dave Batista is he's an actor who was in one of the most successful series of all time. You talking about WWE, WWE Raw. And it was a big deal that he got a role in a movie. I don't know. That just doesn't add up to me. I feel like he, they always talk about he got this role and he cried and he wept and he was so proud of himself. It's like, well, you're an actor and you went to an audition know, and you got if the part. I got a part. If I was an actor and I got a part in a Marvel movie, I'd be freaking stoked. I, listen, Are you kidding I me? Like, I would be. There. I would cry and weep and stuff. Like if I got to go I, like be in a movie with Chris Pratt and Bradley Cooper and like be in Marvel and know that I never had to do anything else for the rest of my life, and I could probably just make it on that alone. I hear you, but, like, he's an actor who went to an audition and got a part. Okay, but, like, WDV also didn't pay that well when he was in it. How, how long ago was he in WWE? A while ago. I like Drax. He's a cool character. He's got this thing where he takes everything literally, like, he doesn't get metaphors. It's, fun, it's a fun bit. It's a fun, fun bit, joke. and the end he tries to use a metaphor, and it just, like, it's, it's funny, because it's, like, not a metaphor. And they kill the dude from Never Back Down. Jamin Hansu? Yeah. Oh, man. I think you and I were the only people that liked that movie. What, Never Back yeah. Down? It's literally a ripoff of The Fast and the Furious Yeah, no, Tokyo it's Drift. terrible, but like I... And we are the only people that liked that movie. Love so. that movie. I love ne- Never Give Up. Never Back, Never back down. down. Oh, I could watch that movie all day long. Oh, it had a great soundtrack. It had like red jumpsuit apparatus and Oh, yeah. It, was, it had like it. a pop punk soundtrack. It had like... When it had that 12 Stone song or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. You said exactly. you know just who just I am. Yeah, classic. Oh, man. Yeah, Jaiman Hansu. He's, uh, I mean, also the guy from Blood Diamond. Ooh, Blood yeah. Diamond. You talk about a good movie. Oh, yeah. Drax, I, I mean, excellent character. I think we've basically said everything yeah, we well have portrayed. to say about him. Good job. Moving on. Rolling Moving right into on. it. That green shit. Gamora. Chick, Gamora. Zoe Saldana, who apparently only likes to be painted colors to be in movies. That's what I love about Zoe Saldana. She's Saldana, not afraid to be she, painted colors. She actually preferred to in the, um, they said they were going to just Yeah, just CGI let her ride her in, uh, in Star Trek. Well, they were going to CGI her green, and then there, she was like, no, 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 no. We're doing the makeup. Yeah. So she she did cool. the whole makeup cool. five hours a day. No, no complaints about Gamora. Yeah, Gamora's very cool. Um, um, I, at the same time, I don't have complaints. a whole lot to say about Gamora. Like, she's kind of the weird love interest for Peter Quill, but like, whatever. Oh, I like her. Um, she does the little dance thing at the end. Yeah. And she, you know, she shows she develops. Yeah, yeah. She gets into only it. Complaint, only complaint is that he, she's like, Ronan killed my father. And then, or Thanos killed my father. And I came from a normal world and I love people. And then Quill's like, well, let's dance. And she's like, I am a machine. I was bred to kill right. by Thanos. It's like she almost... And I was like, that's inconsistent within the same scene. Like, you don't want to be the person well, you claim to be. Yeah, you're 100% right. And she almost, like, double agents too easily, in my opinion. Like, she's she's there. She's trying to get the the orb and, like, beats the crap out of Peter and puts him in the, in the like, rappy things and then takes him and gets the orb. And then she gets caught and she's like, oh man, I never wanted any of that. Like, I just want to beat Thanos. Like, I don't want to be Thanos. Right. And like, I, I, I'm, I don't know what the, happens to her in the second one, but I'm like, I'm concerned about her motives here. So the second one, just imagine everything that made this one cheesy, amped up. Yeah, and that's what that I figured. This that's why I had good. No, because you texted me like the day after it came out or whatever. And you're like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Boo. And I was like, man, <laughs> he didn't like it. I'm not going to like it. I didn't even like the first one. Yeah, you were wrong about that, though. We'll get there. So. We'll get there. Anyway, I don't have a whole lot to say about Gamora. 
She's good. She's yeah. good. She did what she had to do. She's she's a love interest. She's I don't the, like know. I think she's a quasi villain. She it, well, her whole role in the movie was to be like the serious, level headed one. But I think she's a little too serious. Yeah, no, I, think she, I agree with that. Like it's a like I guess she couldn't be funny. But she didn't have to be. But that's that's like, Zoe said on a stick though. It's like she was like that in Avatar. She was like that in Star Trek. Can I just sidebar real yeah. quick? People who didn't like Avatar are just rude. Okay, the movie was good. Yeah, it was a good movie. Everybody saw it. A lady died watching it in Thailand because it was the special effects were so yeah. crazy. No, it was oh, it was beautiful. People beautiful. need to be people like need to come back down to earth. Being like Avatar wasn't Avatar good. was the weirdest thing is because like everybody loved it for like three months and then it came out on DVD and nobody was watching it in the theaters anymore. In like with the 3D glasses because it was like the first 3D movie or whatever. The, the, well, Spy Kids the 3D first like real that. D movie that like made a difference. Um, where it was about depth as opposed to like things right out right right, right yeah the first real d thing and then they got it home and started to kind of unpack it a little bit and and everybody turned on it i was so they're mad. just like i remember and i, I, I get the it first... the story has some holes like it's it's a kind of a bad pocahontas ripoff but whatever like I, i'll move past that immediately just because it is it, they could write whatever they want literally the characters could just sit there and go uh yeah you know what's crazy about that movie is you and i saw it in theaters i think like seven yeah, a times bunch, like man, an obscene a bunch. number like of times 13 dollars every time and and i think we only saw it in, in hd once and that was the first time you and i tried vlogging was when yeah we saw no that movie. i remember that because there was like a i had i had a flip minnow hd or whatever yeah dude those were awesome and i still have it criminal those i still have it it still works um, but i remember getting to the car and just and popping it out and be like tyler what'd you think of that movie and he goes and you were like, I said, he goes, like, I'm not talking to you. You're like, it was top five movie all time. It was. It was so good. And People I, are so I, I, mean, I don't agree that it's top five all time. Like, I definitely, that was a, a in the moment high thing. Like, it's not in my top five. Well, yeah. At all. Well, yeah, but it was exceptionally no, good. No, and it was so cool. Like, we are so far off the rails at this point. That's fine. Avatar gets a bad shtick. That's all I'm saying. Back and to as it. soon Back as the, the next five come out all at one time, people are going to flip and lose their minds. What do you think of Nebula? Oh, I hate Nebula. Oh my god! <laughs> I, hate I didn't like Nebula. Why can't I talk? Karen Gillan, you and I, I were used to Doctor love Who Karen fans. Gillen. Loved her in that era. I loved her, and I'll tell you why. Because she was cool. She was Amy Pond. She was the first Doctor Who companion I watched, and I was like, man, she's really pretty. She's fun in this part. She does great. And then she left, and they got Jenna Louise Coleman. I was like, Karen Gillan, who? Right, Jenna Louise Coleman, way, way better, hundred uh, percent better in every way. And Karen Gillan has not Amelia been worthwhile Pond, in any movie since then. She wasn't good in the selfie TV show. She wasn't good in this movie. In fact, in this movie, literally, like this is the only thing that I think is a sticking point in this movie. And I, I wish I could just move past it and be like, oh, it wasn't a big deal. But literally, every time she. She was on screen and she had lines or even if she didn't have lines i like cringed like i, I have could an important not question for you it. really important question for yeah, you yeah if you had to choose you had to know this question from coming if you had to choose between maria hill or nebula i think i would choose maria hill you, you would choose you would choose kobe smolders i like you have to understand how bad i think no nebula i agree is. with that 100 percent. i would absolutely choose kobe smolders because she can at least like fight properly and not get her ass beat every time well nebula has a pretty good fighting style but if you no, put kobe smolders in this wrecked. movie because she's a villain. If you put Kobe Smulders in this movie in the place of Nebula and we're just like, yeah, Kobe Smulders after the first Avengers went through the hole with the Chitauri or whatever. And you just like, you just like writ that, wrote that off and she was like working with Thanos. I'd be all about oh, it. Oh, yeah. She went to work with Thanos to and became a villain. 
Like, I'd be so much better. It would be way better, as opposed to Nebula, who was played by Karen Gillan, who ruined the part. Yeah, she was just an unnecessary character, too. Like, Ronan well, I get, Ronan like, didn't really need a crony. Yeah, he didn't. He, was, he had the hammer. He was very clearly like, I can go do this on my own. Like, I don't need anybody. Yeah, and he could do it on his own. Speaking of, I don't I even do want to talk about Nebula anymore. She was that bad. We're going to move on to Ronan. Ronan. Who plays Ronan? Um, exactly. No you idea. don't even have to answer. No, I mean, I know you exactly. told me earlier. I've already forgotten his name. Yeah, he's nobody. He's a nobody. Which I mean, is cool. he's somebody. Like, I'm sure he's somebody. Yeah, and uh, when you get like a flagship Ronan, villain in a in a Marvel movie, and you're like nobody. That's tight. Good for you, man. He did good. Yeah. As far as actors who played in Doctor Who and now played in 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 uh, these movies, and he wasn't one of those. Uh, just just to backtrack for a second. Chris Eccleston was better. Um, oh yeah. Well, okay. Chris Eccleston as the Ninth Doctor was better than Karen Gillan as Amy Pond. That's true. It's fantastic. He had bananas. Um, but. I really like Ronan. Um, you know, if you're going to introduce a villain in an American movie series, regardless of what universe it is in or what galaxy it's in, and the first line about him is, they describe me as terrorist, yeah. done. Yeah, no, he was... You have sold the American people. Great. Because, yeah. well, first uh, of all, they had to they had to introduce a villain that was disposable. Yeah, and like very clearly the bad right. guy. Because... Like you couldn't possibly agree with his Because motives. he's not... Just because this destroy is, Xandar right. because you want. This is the movie where we introduce like the big bad. Yeah, like, Thanos Not Loki. is by far the big bad. Yeah, like he's the one orchestrating the whole thing that that wants everybody dead. Like so, Ronan, not not a henchman on his own devices. Is just evil, but not like overtly evil, like the Red Skull. Right. I, I have no complaints about Ronan. I thought the actor did a great job. He looked terrifying. He just was terrifying. He's sort of justifiable in that he's got this like religious motive that's like, you know, and it's sort of a, a public commentary comment, commentary on uh, how, you know, like religious extremism is bad. Right. And, and that's always a necessary conversation to have. Right, in, right, right. He's absolutely like a cult and, leader and yeah, um, evil right. dude. But and he had, he had that dude. he had that scene and I thought the scene was really good um, because there's always that scene where like you have a secondary villain, like a big villain. Where, like, the secondary villain gets his hands on the article of power and goes, like, nuts over it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, but Ronan didn't do that. Ronan was just like, oh, I have seen the power of this thing now. No way in heck I'm giving it back to Thanos. Yeah, no, this thing's awesome. And so he sticks. He doesn't He doesn't go crazy. He doesn't let it consume him or kill him. He just sticks it in the hammer and is like, done. It's mine yeah. now. <laughs> you you lost, boy. You done. Uh, no, Ronan was great. Uh, terrifying villain. Good, good portrayal by Lee Pace. I believe is his name. No idea. I think that's what you said. It's coming back to me slowly. Thanos. The introduction. Yeah, we don't we don't of... get a ton of Thanos here. And we I mean we We get enough. We get enough that like these could have been post credit scenes. But they aren't. They could have been post credit scenes for like six movies. Right. And he keeps calling Ronan boy. That's so funny. Yeah. Boy. Which makes me think that like maybe Ronan Ronan is like related. No, I don't think so. I have no idea. He keeps calling Ronan boy and Ronan's eventually like, This is Creed. a bad idea. You should not be doing this. I will wreck you then i was like i'm yeah. gigantic and purple like try me i like sitting in a chair yeah. i will collect the infinity stones and i will destroy yep. the avengers yeah because he has this one i don't remember what movie it's in i imagine it's coming up shortly where he has the post credit scene where he's like grabs the infinity gauntlet and goes i guess i'll just do it myself that's in is it the last civil one war? that's ragnarok no, it's not. yeah it is no it's not i'm like certain You're that that's 100 percent wrong what was the ragnarok one the ragnarok one was uh there was the jeff goldblum one and there was the um the one where they saw thanos's ship oh uh, you right no, 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 no. But I know what you're talking about. I maybe think it was, it's Civil War. Maybe it's Spider-Man. Who knows? It's. I don't think it's Spider-Man. I think it's Civil War. No, because I know what Spider-Man is. Yeah, I think it's Civil War. We'll find we'll out. We'll find out shortly. Eventually. It might be Ant-Man. No, it's not Ant-Man. No, they wouldn't put that much in Ant-Man. Yeah, maybe it's Age of Ultron? I don't know. What do you think of Mary... What do you think of... Uh, I was going to say Mary Poppins, but you haven't seen the second one, so... What do you think of Yondu? 
What, what do you mean Mary Poppins? Nothing. I'm so confused. Have you seen the second Mary Poppins already? <laughs> Have you seen the second Guardians of the Galaxy? No. I thought you were talking about the second Mary Poppins movie. That's like, does it no, come out there... for eight, eight months or whatever? There's another Mary Yeah, they're Poppins making a sequel. Movie? It's got Amy Adams, I think. Why? Oh, she's so good. Yeah, I'm excited. Call, call her me a spoonful of stoked. Anyway, what yeah, did I think yeah. of Yondu? Yondu, right. yeah, the Ravager. I like Yondu. Um, he's got the cool, like, Borderlands type action skill thing. You Interesting know, way. Yeah, of but you know what I'm talking about though. It's like it's just a useless skill that no one should have. That is super powerful. Yeah. Where he like whistles awesome. at a needle and it murks people. It's an arrow. Whatever. Yandu in the comics is an archer. Okay. I've never read the Guardians of the Galaxy comics or most of the comics. He's also the leader of the Guardians for a while, if I'm not that mistaken. That doesn't surprise me at all. He seemed like he was Peter Quill's boss. He was, but he he's now the leader of the Ravagers, who are a whole different group. They're like the Ten Rings, but totally different, but kind of the same The Revengers. You know what I mean? The Revengers. <laughs> I think we should just ban the Revengers. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, speaking of Thor Ragnarok, sweet, real quick, shout out to Fandango for the lovely Thor Ragnarok poster I have hanging over my desk now. Let's get into the review. Real quick, now that we've got a great, like, down segment, uh, I got a couple questions for you. Okay. What? Do you have any injustice that you want to tell me about? I don't have any injustice, but I do have... The opposite of okay, injustice. Well, justice give me some justice in America, in America then. Uh, recently at my day job, okay. as in yesterday, okay. they purchased us Bluetooth headsets. Bluetooth headsets. For, for our uh, like phone calls we make at work. I make a lot of yeah. calls at my day job. But I found out that you can connect the Bluetooth headset. So so typically I make about 70 calls in a right. day. Since we got the Bluetooth headsets yesterday, I have upped that to about 100 a day. Yeah. Which has made a huge difference. So did you have a headset before this or were you just using a phone phone? I was using a phone phone. Oh my God. Yeah. I guess so. We got the Bluetooth headsets. Best part about the Bluetooth headsets is they can be paired to two devices. So they're like phone clicked, like with old school yeah. phone cables into the phones. But then yeah. you can also Bluetooth connect them to your cell phone. And, you know, the thought process behind that is that you can make work calls with your cell phone. I don't right. do that. I listen to podcasts between calls. Yeah, you should probably awesome. not say this. Well, actually, uh, I, 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 I'm a dealer. I listen to podcasts like the dealer playbook Okay. and, okay. uh, stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's work related usually. Just, yeah. Although today I was talking to my boss and listening to let it go from, from pro. Nice. So I, I also have some justice America related to my job. I got a new chair at work. Oh man. So my chair, and I guess this is going to be a thing that we're going to start doing is replacing the chairs. My chair broke nice. in that I was just sitting in it, like minding my own business, doing my job. And one of the wheels broke off. Ooh. Like it just popped off real quick. And I had never seen my life flash that hard before my eyes. Did you fall? Almost. Did you catch yourself? Yeah. Well, I, I had to catch myself on the desk because it like leaned back and then just started popping up on that leg that was broken. I see. So like it just started like I was falling, like legitimately falling. Anyway, my uh, my my employer got me a, a very nice chair. Uh, it was like it's the big, the greatest desk chair I've ever sat in in my whole life. Do you make more calls because of it? Yeah. No, I'm just like, my whole life has changed. I tell you, the little things that your management can do for to sure, really improve for sure. your day. And that, that chair was one of them. Like, I am 100% more productive now. So proud of you. Um, I have another question for you. Yeah. Another question for you. I think you know what's coming. I don't. Do you, do, you don't know what's coming? I mean, you might ask it, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I expect So it. what is your second favorite Billy Joel song? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so unprepared. <laughs> The longest time. Longest time. Okay, good choice. Good choice. Tell me about that. Because, like, like Thor Ragnarok, the longest time I have a very distinct memory of with a, with with Hunter. Yeah, uh, but our friend this, who I saw Thor, not Thor Ragnarok, yeah. Thor the Dark World. Thor the but, Dark World. Um, but I also have a memory of it with Hunter's brother Fisher, who I watch the Snapchat stories of every day. 
Oh, and, Fisher uh, Wells is hilarious on Snapchat. I'm going to link you to Fisher Wells' Snapchat somehow in the description. Just, just add, add whatever. Add him. You won't regret it. He's a UPS delivery guy. And he probably, hopefully, maybe listens to this podcast after today. And he's he actually is hilarious. Oh, my God. His uh, Snapchat gives me life. Yeah, it absolutely does. Man, man loves what he does. Uh, don't encourage his behavior of Snapchatting while driving, though. Uh, no. ladies and gentlemen don't don't be doing that no now you want to talk about somebody with a lot of tattoos that fisher wells like every other day is like going yeah. to a tattoo his, shop and then the other days he's his tattoo work. artist is paying rent off him alone yeah um, but anyway my second favorite billy joel song out of all the billy joel songs is and i know it's off the same album as the last one but it is the stranger the stranger, the stranger. i don't know that i would identify that song oh man it's great it's got the whistling thing at the beginning it's like super like melancholy and slow and then the beat kicks in and it's just like funky Man, it's great. And it's about how people are different people when they're around other people. Huh. It's a great song. You should go listen to it after we're done here. I'll but do it right Stranger. No, don't no. do it right now. And I have a, I have a funny, a quick, just one more quick aside um, before we get back into the movie. So I was, I was driving home from doing the things I did after work, my errands. And I forgot how the moon worked for a minute. The moon? Yeah, so I was like, man, the moon looks really cool tonight because it's just like this tiny little sliver of moon, like almost a new moon. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to talk about this on a podcast, man. Like the moon looked really cool in Newport News tonight. I wonder what it looked like for Ty. And I was like, same, same moon. Yep. It's that way the whole world over. Is it? Yeah, pretty much. We it, The moon is like shining on one spot at a time. Huh, yeah. Is that how it works? Like if I drove, if I like dug through the center of the earth. It would be daytime. I would still see the moon. No, it would be daytime. Oh, it would be daytime. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You just totally blew my mind. Of course it would be daytime. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like. Oh, I am sitting down, but I need to sit down. Uh, back to the story. Okay, no, I've, I, I, I know we've, we've been on this block for a minute. I got one last question for you. Something I forgot to ask you before we started. Tyler, how did you watch this movie? Ooh. Uh, how do you think I watched it? I think you rented it on your Xbox for three ninety nine. I did, even though I have it DVR'd from FX. I watched it on my Xbox. You know what's hilarious? What's I that? rented it on my Xbox for three ninety nine. You did? I did. Was it a life changing experience no, exactly. to watch had, a movie? No, because there were no freaking subtitles. There's no, there's no call for subtitles nope. in this whole movie. Nope. I was excited. I'm like, whatever subtitles are in this movie, I'm gonna get to read them finally. No, nope. it's all in English. Nope, it's all in English. But um, I was chilling out on Saturday, and my girlfriend and I couldn't figure out something to do. And she was just like, what's your next movie for uh, for the podcast? And I was like, Guardians of the Galaxy. She goes, we're watching it right now. Oh, gosh. She was ready to go. Fun fact about Guardians of the Galaxy. Not only do I love it, but my fiance, Emily, loves it. Uh, and she was like, oh, my gosh, can we watch it together? Please, 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 please. And then uh, we uh, we watched probably the first half hour together, and then she went to bed. Yep. I have found many times that I've struggled to stay awake during these movies because I'll watch them at, like, 10 p.m. on a Monday. Right. And I'm just it's a tough I'm sitting there like... <laughs> Whew, not enough. Just like, oh man, I have to watch. This. I have to take notes. I have to watch this. That's movie. the hardest part is is taking notes. Okay, so but that... let's get back to some. Let's let's go over a little bit of plot. Start we don't the have movie. A, we don't have a ton of time, but let's let's get some plot. The first note I have about this movie is Uga Chaka. I don't first... care. It was the first thing I thought of. But the movie started, and in my head, I was just like Uga Chaka, Uga 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 Chaka. That's not even like remotely the first. song. I'm aware but... of that. It's just like this. That's the song I associate with this movie. That and Cherry Bomb. Oh, I love that song. Oh, I so good. hate that song. I mean, I love that song in this movie. Just like, oh, as God, a song, I couldn't listen to it. Yeah, it's, me out. Oh, man. It's, I mean, it's but, probably, uh, my, probably my second favorite excellent. song with the word cherry in the title. Behind Cherry Pie by Warrant. Oh, classic. Yeah. Um, this movie has a good child actor right at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, good yeah, child not, actors in Marvel not movies. Not as good as Harley Check. from Iron Man 3, but good. No, but, but he's good. And uh, he's got a black eye. Did you ever notice that before yeah. watching this movie? 
Yeah. I never noticed that. I'm imagining uh, Granddad uh, hit him. Oh, is that That's what That's what I'm was? guessing. I thought he was like bullied in the schoolyard. Maybe. Well, I don't know, man. I'm I'm pretty sure that like he was not. That's why he ran away. I thought he had. Like, maybe that was it. But I thought he had like such a close relationship with his mom because things didn't go out. Well it's possible, but like he. Like, granddad or whatever, mom was like, oh, your grandfather's going to take such good care of you until your dad comes back and gets you. And he runs away. Yeah. And then, oh, my gosh, you haven't seen the next movie, so you don't know who his no, dad is. No, I have no is, idea. Do don't tell me. Oh, man. We're, we're watching these movies well, as anyway. if the new ones haven't happened, so that's fine. I want to I want to know when I am supposed to know, which is in, like, three weeks. Well, just understand that she says you're so like your daddy. He was an angel composed out of pure light. I mean, that was... Well, yeah, because his dad's some, not Terran. Right. That was some sweet continuity they yeah. got going there. They had the whole thing planned out. I, no, I mean, I, I did I'm not prepared to be, like, super excited about that. But um, basically, oh, yeah, you should little be. kid Peter runs away. Because, I, like I said, I'm pretty sure that granddad probably hit him. Because, um, obviously, he was yeah. staying with the grandparents while mom was in the hospital dying of, I guess, cancer since she doesn't have hair. Um, but I guess that's what we're yeah. led to believe. She gives him the present and he puts it in his backpack and runs away and gets taken off Earth by... By Yandu. Yep, they were. Gonna they were going to eat him, and which Yandu brings up at least fourteen thousand times in the movie. Well, three times. That's a lot. Mm, I I don't know. By none. the third time they made the joke, I was bored about it. Well, that was the thing was that the first time he said it, you're supposed to be like, Ooh. "Oh wow, he's really opening up to him," and then you realize he hears this all. That the was time. the last good thing Yandu ever did. Right. Um, well, you're gonna. So we get. We Gosh, get, we get see a sequel. Peter on the abandoned planet Morag, and this movie has like normal credits, like a normal movie. That I thought was interesting. Oh, instead of like intro credits. Yeah, it, it just had like, like they just played kind of like over the beginning scene, or the not the even the beginning scene, like the second after the cold open scene, which is like a very yeah. like normal movie thing to do. You know, this movie actually, uh, this is something I was super proud of about this movie, is that it had every opportunity to have Chris Pratt narrating in the background. Oh, would have ruined it. Being would've like ruined it. Would have totally ruined it, but there, but like you could even see where there was parts where like you almost thought they were thinking about it. Like there's this part where after he gets the orb and he's running away, he jumps and they do like a super slow mo shot. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That was a perfect opportunity for them to have Chris Pratt being like, "This sucks," or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. No. Just some well, like that's, what, that's even line. this first scene where he's just like walking and doing the dancing and stuff. There was a perfect scene for like a. Now, how did I get here? Let me tell you the funny right, story. Right. And then, or, you know, like, or they could have even had it like a, a part later on where, yeah, there was yeah. A, every opportunity for them to do narration. And I'm so, so yeah, glad it they, been like, they even like, like, like 90s comedy style narration, which yep. I think would have been hilarious in, in one respect. Like if it wasn't Chris Pratt, if they, if they had, had like, like Chris Pratt, Will Smith narrating it as Star Lord, they Bob Saget, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Like somebody who's um, clearly not Chris Pratt, and then the end, it's like a scene, like, a, like yeah, like a How I Met Your Mother scene of him like sitting around a fireplace. What What would you have thought if uh, they had they did it like Parks and Rec in the Office, where they did like interviews with Chris Pratt? Oh, that would have been amazing. Or if there was a part where like there was a character named Burt Macklin. That would have been amazing. Is if like, like they if that was John C. They did Riley's the fourth wall name. thing where they had like yeah the interviews. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Um. But uh, we get an under we get, we get a piece of technology here that Chris Pratt that Star Lord has that they don't bring up enough in the rest of the movie that he's got this like hologram thing that is showing him the, same the past. Yeah, showing him like what this civilization was. Yeah, so he can just he can follow the roads and like people doing stuff and like, oh my what? And they just yeah, they wrote cool. that off and they're just like nap nah, I'm never gonna bring that up again. That was cool. Yeah. The end. Yeah. So he's going after some uh, circular thing. I guess we get orbs instead of cubes in the Guardians of the Galaxy universe. So that's cool or whatever. Um, he's he's got the circular thing on the pedal or pedestal and he has this other ball type thing i thought he was about to do some like indiana jones stuff where he like swaps it out but no he just like pulls it out and with like a magnet it's cool oh and he's uh he's 
jamming through the thing, using like a space rat as a microphone. Oh yeah. Um, so whole scene gets it. Just, going. It really smile, shows us a lot about Chris Pratt's character about Star Lord without telling us anything about Star Lord, which I thought was cool. That was some really good exposition. And, and it also says, I know you've seen a lot of Marvel movies. This is not. This isn't gonna like be. Yeah, this is not a standard Marvel movie. Not like the other ones are particularly serious well, all the time. Maybe Cap. It's just Cap super is, different from anything, and this is. It's almost like this is going to be the new standard for Marvel movies. Right. Like, I will say watching this, you see a lot of parallels with Ragnarok. Yeah. And and Spider-Man and Ant-Man. Like, yeah. and, and I'll get to this at the end because that's my big, like, plus for this movie. Is that it's the the Renaissance? Yeah. It's, it's, an, it's the Enlightenment. Yeah. It brings a certain degree uh, of levity to the rest of the series that they were just missing in the weird, like, phase two emo period. Yeah. Uh, but he still... And then we get the scene where he steals the thing, and then and then he looks at uh, Danny Archer's guy from yeah. He's Diamond. like, "There's another name like, you might know me by, Star Lord." Star Lord. The guy just goes, "Who?" He's like, "Come on, man, Star Lord, Star Lord, legendary outlaw, yeah. legendary yeah. outlaw. Come on, man." Um, yeah, and that was I mean that was funny. I laughed. Uh, and then we move on. The girl is on yeah, the he's ship. Got some red they, skin, like, space floozy. And he's like, your name is... Uh, I don't even know. I forgot. No. Tariq or something. No, yep. something like that. And, um, and then soundtrack next level. You can shut up and sit down if you don't agree with me. Totally think that. And then we get the scene where he talks to Yandu. And Yandu's like, boy, I saved you off time. I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, I'm going to put a bounty on y'all here, boy. And then what did you think of just the Ravagers acting together? Did you think they were real campy? Like it was a little overdone? No, I liked it because Yandu had his guy, which I guess is the also the guy that played Rocket, Sean Gunn. He's got his guy that just like his yes man standing next to him. I like him. Yeah. Um, no, I thought they were good. They're just like a bunch of space goons. Yeah, but I thought, I don't know, they felt a little campy to me. But that's, I mean, not a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked um, it. I, I didn't, I didn't think it was anything wrong with it. They were, they were like the, like the anti-villain. You yeah. know, not like they, not they, they were good, but they were just like, they're kind of there. They're kind of late to the party every time. And like, they have the same motive kind of as the main villain which is like they want the orb back they want to kill peter but like well, yeah and this movie like there's a lot of deception here and that everybody cares about the orb to save xandar but at the end of the day most of the people hunting the orb are hunting the orb for to get money. the credits yeah, for the for orb. straight yeah. cash they don't care about yeah. xandar they care about like earlier on yeah, only xandar, the xandarians care about xandar only only nova right. club or whatever kanja club nova, nova core <laughs> oh i have some thoughts on nova core i like nova core oh man Fun fact about comic books. I've bought a few comic books over the years. One of the few that I've purchased is Nova, who is a child from Nova Corps. Cool. You were there. I did. We bought them I remember together. That. Um, yep. So we get introduced to the to the rest of the Guardians. We get Rocket, who is just... just Whoa. What? Before that, we get introduced to Ronan. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, I jumped ahead. My fault. My fault. Yeah. So we get introduced to Ronan. And, like, the first thing he says is they call me terrorist, and then there's, he like... He a big, scary speech while he's putting his helmet on and getting painted. Honestly, he says, like, the exact same lines that the Mandarin said. It's like, some people call me terrorist. I consider myself a teacher. A teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I have but just he does it destroyed another cheap American knockoff. The Zendarian Theater. <laughs> But no, but this he movie's great, way better than Iron Man. He has Man a great 3. line. He's talking to the Zandarian prince or whatever, <laughs> and the guy's like, "You will never rule Zandar," and he's like, "No, I will cure it." And he he kills him, and there's like the nasty blood. Everywhere. I have a note right here that says, "Looks like his name is Ronan." No way, that's not ominous. Yeah. Also, did you notice his hammer when it's on screen has like the same sound effects as Mjolnir? Yeah. Yeah. I did notice that. I thought, like, and I, at first I was like, I wonder if this is kind of the same thing where, like, he can wield the hammer, but nobody else can. 
But somebody hands it to him. Yeah, so that's not the case. Uh, they probably just like were out of hammer effects, like sound effects. For yeah, hammers. they were just like we recorded enough hammer sound effects for Thor. We've got a whole folder on the cloud somewhere that's just like right. hammer sounds. <laughs> right. So, that's, but he's uh, got a big hammer. And listen, Gilderoy Lockhart, could you send us those? He's got please? a hammer with like normal size handle, so that's cool. I guess he can actually like hit people with it properly, yeah. like with both hands, yep. which he needs both hands. Um, and then we get introduced to Thanos as well. Thanos wants the orb. Um, and Ronan is supposed to get for it for obvious him. reasons. Yeah. And we get Gamora and Nebula who are just like trying to be daddy's little girl. Both of them. Oh man, I hate Nebula. <laughs> I know we've been over it. I okay, know. then so we get bad. introduced to the rest of the Guardians and uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Rocket is just sitting there like roasting people in the middle of some city, like <laughs> yeah. just just giving people mad ish, assaulting us with that hair. It's not cool to need help. <laughs> I know. And that's where Stan Lee makes a cameo. I thought it was a good one. I give him a thumbs yep. up. And then they just like spot Peter on the thing. They're like, 40,000 credits? We're going to be rich, Groot? We're going to be rich. That's 20,000 each. Every time I see an amount, I always like divide it by the number of people. And I'm always like, man, it would be so much nicer to get 40,000 of something than Well, yeah. And they keep doing that in this movie when they're like five people because nobody counts Groot. Right. right. They're like, Groot doesn't care about the money. And then, and then Drax is like, I don't care about the money. And they're like, great, four. Right. <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, so they decide to go after Peter, um, and Peter goes to try to sell the orb to the broker, and the broker's like, oh man, I got it, man, I'm so glad you got it, this is great, and then he was like, yeah, Ronan wants it, the guy's like, whoa, 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 hold on, man, if Ronan wants it, you need to get the heck out of my shop, boy. Yeah, Ronan is not cool, he's a Zan- he's a, he's a Cree yeah. fanatic, is what he says. I love how they're just able to describe him like, like it's, it, like it's a big deal, but it's not even nothing. It's like, I mean, it sounds like, like Cree fanatics. suck. Right, like, like the well, it doesn't sound like the Kree suck. It sounds like Kree fanatics suck. I mean, it sounds like it you sounds like Xandar saying? and Kree are in the middle of a big like blood space war. Yeah, um, is what's going on. Yeah. They had a peace treaty. It didn't go. Uh, well. I mean, it went well except for Ronan, who it sounds like is just who was like, yeah, like a rogue Kree. Guy I will, that's another cheap American knockoff. I will cure Xandar of its ailments. Another <laughs> cheap Xandarian knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so funny. <laughs> oh man, um, I could do the Mandarin voice all it, day long, man. I love that character. <laughs> <laughs> He's so ridiculous. Fortune cookies. <laughs> they sound Zandarian. They look <laughs> Zandarian. A man who slept with an Oscarian. <laughs> One time, him. <laughs> After he was straight uh, up just like, no, I didn't do that. They got fangs and stuff. <laughs> and he's like, here, man uh-huh. who slept with an Ostavarian. Even uh, Drax gets it. Like, even Drax, the guy who doesn't get the joke, gets that joke. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I love. So then we get the fight scene between Gamora and I, he has the hilarious line where he's like, people would say that about me, but I would never say that about myself. Right. And then, uh, yeah, we get the fight. And I love it because Gamora is super, like, practiced and composed right. and Quill is super clumsy. But he, yeah, so they, they, he gets to the point where he gets Gamora beat and he's ready to leave. And then Groot just puts him in a bag and Gamora's and like, hey, thanks. And then beats the crap out of Groot and Rocket. And Dude, she does too. And he gets out of the bag She's straight and up. then they all get arrested. Yeah, and they all get arrested. John C. Riley's there. Super funny. Uh, makes fun of Star Lord's code name, and then we get the like ultra exposition. Oh yeah, the, the like scene where uh, just what's his name from Spy and John C. Riley are talking to each other. Yeah, and it's just like straight up, like nobody knows who these characters are. Let's just let's just straight introduce just straight them. up. Yeah. Let's just tell the audience and put them on screen and like have descriptions beside them and just, just flat out like, why on earth would you ever do this in a prison? But yeah, it was yeah. good. 
Um, I even paused each one of them, was trying to find like if there was interesting stuff in the comments about nope. them. Uh, not really. Uh, Peter Quill was arrested for like public intoxication yeah. a few times, which is funny. Um, and he has the thing where he like flicks off the yeah, camera. Like, that oh, was I don't good. know how this machine works. Yeah, that was good. Um, straight exposition. Anyway, real quick before we get to that. Do you remember the Hunger Games? Yeah. Okay, so when I read the Hunger Games, the Zandarian city is what I pictured the capital to look like. Okay. That's what I okay, was picturing. I can see that. And what I got was like revolutionary France. Oh, I mean, I mean, what I imagined the Hunger Games like was completely wrong. I've never been more wrong about a movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe they were wrong. I mean, they, they were, they were absolutely wrong. That, those movies aren't bad though. There's but, a lot uh, wrong with those movies. Those are movies I could sit and tear apart for hours. Fun fact, we probably will. Yeah, I'm, I imagine. And I'm not going to have nice things to say about the casting, the, the direction, the scenes, the set, anything. Brutal. I will have um, nice things to say about Elizabeth, uh, what's her name, that plays Effie. She's good. I think Jennifer Lawrence mm, is good. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm. Nope. Nope. Mm. Anyway, so we, we get the yeah we get the scene where Peter's like super upset about his Walkman getting stolen because it's like, that's when he starts listening to Hooked on a Feeling, right? Yeah, yeah that's the, when the, the guard the, is like listening guy, to Hooked on a Feeling. Ooga, chaka, ooga, ooga. And he's like, Blue Sweet, that song belongs to me! Yeah. And the guard's just like, um, no. no, it doesn't work. Nope. But we get uh, this like new meat in the prison, like... Shawshank scene. Dude, Groot totally messes that. Yeah, dude where they're up. all like, oh man, you guys are gonna live one day in here. Yeah, and then Groot puts his fingers up that dude's Ooh, nose and yeah, lifts him off the brutal. ground. Brutal. I am in pain thinking. Oh, I watched about I almost threw scene. up when I watched that. I was like, ah, yeah, ugh, ugh. Oh my gosh, that looks Terrible. painful. Terrible. And that dude didn't die. So I don't know where his brain is supposed nope, to be. But nope. uh But that's where we get introduced to Drax. Love Drax. Drax, great. Drax is like, I'm gonna go kill Gamora because Ronan killed my family, and that was all he needed. You know, little little revengers. Yeah. Yep. So that's when Gamora admits that she's got her own plan. She's trying to get away from Ronan. Real quick, just before we saw that, we did see jacked Chris Pratt. Yeah, with no shirt uh, on. Yeah, real jacked. Yep. yep. Definitely different from uh, Andy Dwyer in the first like five seasons. Yeah, and then and then they're like, "How'd you lose all the weight?" And he's like, "I just stopped drinking beer." <laughs> How much beer were you drinking? A lot. Yeah. Uh, and then... Yeah, so we get Gamora, and Gamora has her own plans, but, like, Thanos knows that Gamora has her own plans. He says that in literally the next scene, and he's just like, we can't trust Gamora. She's bad. Bad news. She is bad news. Apparently bad news. Then I guess she... Like, I... I guess Gamora is supposed to be better at everything than Yeah, she Nebula. was the favorite child. Nebula has a problem yeah, with like, that. It's tough to tell, because Nebula's just got no presence. He's like, oh, Gamora, my favorite child. Nebula's like... She says, thanks, yeah, Dad. Thanks, Daddy. And like the most valley girl, like, why? Are, oh, my God. I want a Chrome extension that just replaces her with Maria Hill. <laughs> just like, I will even take like Robin Scherbatsky in her place. <laughs> Super Canadian. Yeah. Like, oh, come on, Ted. Uh, we learned that Gamora has a super jump ability, which is pretty cool. I don't know if you caught that. You are typically bad at noticing things like that. Wow. Uh, okay. You, you uh, are. You're a jackass. <laughs> um, and then uh, Rocket. Rocket the planner. Yeah. The planner and the marksman. Yep. Deserves more credit in this movie. Yep. He, yeah, he made the plan to get the whole film. thing out. He got the armband, attached it to the... The battery that Groot got, and he didn't need the leg. And, and he does the whole plan where he turns off gravity. He turns off the gravity and, like, flies the control tower with a bunch of robots. Like, that was cool. With a bunch of robot yeah, guards. Yeah, that was tight. And they, like, escape. Oh, my gosh. That was tight. And, like, this was all his plan the whole time. Yep. Oh, man. Ro- that was Rocket awesome. Cool that character. was awesome. Um, and um, then what happens? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Then, like, uh, Peter has to go after the walk. He goes after the walk, which I think is really cool. Uh, you know, this is, uh, he goes back to the stinking uh, tape player. 
And that's a man with something to live for. And that one thing is his mother, who yep. died, uh, which I think is cool. Yeah, uh, very Freudian. I'm amazed, <laughs> amazed that he can have. He can find, like, double-A batteries. To run yeah. that thing? You know, I didn't even think about that. Maybe he just built Modified it, yeah. That was better, yeah. Yeah, probably. But, I mean, if Korg Ragnarok has anything to tell us, there's a spot where, like, everything just ends up in the universe. Yeah, everything just dumps yep. Korg. His meeks. <laughs> His meek. Got knives for hands. <laughs> I love Korg. Yeah. What a good movie. Oh, man, I can't wait to get to the full, like, version of that one. And then, and then, so we're back in the ship, and they have, like, some chemistry, and she's like, this place is filthy, and he's like, it looks like a Jackson Pollock with a black light, which is not yeah, a Marvel. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Very inappropriate. I was dying. I was now. laughing so I was so literally hard. laughing yeah. out loud. And my girlfriend yeah, was sitting I'm there like, Inappropriate. Ew. And I was like, <laughs> Amazing thing. <laughs> Apparently, improvised comment, fun fact for those That's great. Know. That makes me so yeah. much happier. Um, but yeah, we get this uh, like the budding thing of uh, this Peter and Gamora thing. Yep. And then Ronan kills the entire prison, an entire yep. crowd of people. Yep. Oh, he kills the, he kills whole, the prison. whole prison. That's yeah. what it was. They're like, "What do you want us to do with the prison?" He's like, "Cleanse it." Cleanse it. I will. What does he say? What, what is the name of the prison? Uh, it's like um, I don't know. I can't remember. Another cheap American <laughs> knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> the prison needs uh, to be cleansed. <sighs> Full of... Oh, gosh, I can't even do it. <laughs> the Braves uh, and then, uh, were away. <laughs> so he knows who John Samus is, and then uh, they're out there at Nowhere, which is an awesome name for a planet, by the it's way. It's not a or, planet. It's the uh, severed it's head a, of an yeah. ancient celestial being. Yeah, one of the ones that can hold an infinity yep. stone. Fun fact. Yep. And so the collector um, lives there, and we get this great scene where like Groot grows a little flower in his hand for a girl. That was cute. It was yeah. cute. Groot's character. Yay. But yeah, Peter uh, spins uh Footloose to be an ancient warrior legend after he uh, tells Gamora or after Gamora tells him she doesn't dance. Who was in Footloose? Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon and the X. Kevin Bacon and X. Yeah, Kevin Bacon is like one of the two people we follow on Twitter. Yeah, so on Twitter we only follow Canadian egg farmers and Kevin Bacon because Kevin Bacon and X. Um, you ever played the 6 degrees of Kevin Bacon? 7 degrees. Nope, it's 6 degrees. Yeah. Really? I thought it was 7 degrees it's of separation. 6 degrees of separation. Yeah. Huh. I'm I'm yeah, familiar. 7 with degrees the game. of Kevin Bacon where like you can get back to Kevin Bacon in six movies or less. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean, I don't know that many Kevin Bacon movies, but I can usually tie something back to Tremors. For a lot of people in Tremors? Yeah. He's also an American dad, which has a ton of... Yeah, like, it. that's... And that's why it's the Kevin Bacon thing, not only because his name rhymes with separation, but because he's just, like, in enough stuff with enough people. Well, American dad is, like, a Seth MacFarlane show, so it's... Got as I'm saying, it's like, cameos. yeah, he does stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas, like, he'd probably have a pretty um, hard time with the six degrees of Benedict Cumberbatch. I doubt it. Just go to... Trace your way back to uh, Lord of the Rings. Tons of oh, like yeah, yeah, he was Smaug. Yeah. Or like any movie that, uh, what's his face is in? Whom? Martin, uh, Martin, Martin Freeman. Yeah. Yeah, love it. He was in Love Actually. That's a great, it's a great pivot point. Great pivot point. But yeah, so Footloose is an ancient warrior legend to Peter. And they have that little conversation and they start to get uh, like romantic. Yep. And then uh, she like puts a knife. Yeah, to her and she puts the her. um. He tries to kiss her and she puts the knife on his to his throat. But like she's got the headphones on in the scene and it's just screaming at him because she can't hear anything. Super funny. <laughs> yep. I laughed and then, so uh, hard. Um, and then we get back inside in nowhere, and they have in the, like the drunken fight between Drax, who is winning all the betting, which I think yeah. is hilarious, and uh, and uh, Rocket. Uh, Rocket. Who's just obviously spouting off all these insecurities? Of course, we've already talked about this. Very vulnerable moment for the character. Good reason why he's the best character in the sh- right. in the movie. Um, he talks about he doesn't like being called rodent, and yeah, and like nobody respects yeah. him, and he he didn't ask to be born. I think is what yeah. he says, um, which is like a super like I don't want to say 
like a trendy belief right now, but it's it's kind Nobody's of Nobody's bored. It's, it's in Nobody even belongs anywhere, so just come back and watch TV summer cheese. <laughs> right. It's in Rick and Morty. It's kind of like a, a pop oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely philosophy a right now. It's to like dislike yeah. your existence blame your parents for your existence not even blame your parents just like blame powers i, I, that I didn't i didn't ask to be born who's exist. gonna pay all my student loans which i mean i say that about <laughs> once a day <laughs> uh, but then okay so that happens good stuff uh at some point in here gamora says pelvic sorcery which deserves a good <laughs> laugh haha <laughs> but uh yeah we finally then, uh, finally get a proper indication of what infinity stones are when the collector's yeah. assistant literally opens the container of the infinity stone and just grabs it and like explodes explodes. most of nowhere blows up the whole thing and then uh drax takes care of blowing up the rest of it when he summons ronin yeah dude drax totally messed up here yeah big mistake. but yandu's also there and they take the pods and they like fly all over the place and have a great dog fight with the pods and i finally get to say it for a real reason now this is pod racing this is pod racing uh and and the pods (laughs) i thought was a good scene um I think the dogfights in this movie deserve more credit than they get because they actually, and, and I think they do a lot better than this, the second dogfight, or maybe the, the final one, but they like, they use the fact that they're in the air as sort of like, you can go under the enemy, you can go right. over the enemy, you can be right. behind them. Like, like it's more directions than just like, we are going at them and they're right. coming and at again, us. Like the depth that of ends up being a big thing in later good. movies. Like it, it, because in the only like dogfights we've had previously have been to the tune of, like, Big Helicarrier versus Big Star Whale thing. Uh, I believe Tony Stark fights Obadiah Stane in the air. That's that's people, though. Like, I'm not talking about like that. I'm talking about... Yeah. And either way, they were just, like, rapidly ascending the whole time. So, right. I mean, and you see it in Ragnarok. Um, I believe you see it in Spider-Man, between Spider-Man and, and the Vulture or whatever, but... Um, Such a good movie. I imagine you see it in the second Guardians of the Galaxy. I know that kind of thing happens yeah, in the next Avengers, uh, but it's it just, like, this movie set a lot of precedents for the series oh definitely um, did which is great great that we set these precedents because they end up helping the series out a lot um but we get this great scene very touching scene where peter like hops out of his pod to save gamora and gives her his yeah, breathing I guess we're mask supposed to be like he's in he's in love with her or whatever Ooh, what do you think of his breathing mask i i'm i'm downvoting yes yeah? why why is that Ooh. yeah well because iron man his mask comes off and it's all mechanical and cool and star lord it just materializes and Yeah, well, Star-Lord has access to technology that Tony Stark does not. Uh, yes. <sighs> just boo. They could have made it cooler. Dogfight is cool. So, yeah, Peter takes his mask off to save Gamora, and then Yandu, like, rescues them. What well, rescues. Air quote, rescues. Yeah, pretty much rescues them. He, like, rescues them. Yeah, well, he rescues them, them for the purpose of murdering you know, like, Peter and getting the orb back. Oh, man. But, like, the more yandu's character develops over these movies and i know you haven't seen the next one we have to just kind of go with where he is right now you know that he would never do anything to peter um, i don't i don't you, know you that kinda, well you kind of get that at the end where they say we should have delivered him to his dad and yandu's like ah oh, he's a dick well anyway. they, i don't i like, we're not at the end yet. yandu has well yeah but you know after having seen the movie you know that yandu has peter's best interest yeah yeah for sure for sure that they like didn't want to give peter back to his dad like they were hired to give peter back to his dad and they were just like, mm, bad idea. Yeah, no, that's not a, that's not a good call. Yeah. Uh, this movie makes me think a lot about Halo because of uh, the ships that Ronan's goons fly. Yeah. They look like banshees yeah, and they fire that. banshee guns. Oh. Drax gets thrown in the brain goop, but then he gets out. And then I didn't I, I didn't realize they split up in this movie, but yeah. they do. Uh, there's like a, a, a Groot, Rocket, and Drax team. And then there's a, a Quill and Gamora team. Yeah. And um, For sure. Drax, like, they should never have reteamed up with Drax. He really messed well, stuff up. Well, and he up. admits it afterward. He like He's like, I should not have summoned Ronan. Yeah. I have the line 
highlighted, you're making me beat up grass. But I don't remember who says that or why. Rocket says that. He says it when he's mad at everybody because he just wants to take his money and run. And uh, Groot is like, I am Groot. And he's like, no, we don't want to go back for them. And uh, what do you think of the trope that Rocket just knows what Groot is saying? He's Chewbacca. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I know. But what do you think of that trope? I like it. I like it. Ah, no. I like it when they do it with Chewbacca. I I like it when they do it with Groot. I think it's stupid. They do it with with R2-D2 as well. I like that. I don't have any problem with it. I don't have any problem with it. Yeah, I just I think it's a cool thing. Like I don't know, I don't know why I like it. I don't know, I I don't I don't have like strong feelings about it. I just think it's cool. Like I literally I don't I don't know I don't have a good reason for why I like it. That's kind of like Hank Green. He says you don't have to have an opinion. Right. Like I don't I have an opinion on it, but I don't have an opinion as to why I have an opinion. Like I couldn't justify it. Right. Like I know I know I think it's cool, but I don't know why I think it's cool. Like I can't materialize the words in my head to to say what I'm like thinking about it. Um, right. And then so they get on the ship with uh, the Ravagers and. Uh, uh, Yandu says what I've been thinking this whole time is why on earth do we care about Xandar? Why would they go back and save Xandar? Last time you were there, you were literally just there to sell something to make money. And you got arrested. To go back and keep doing that. Yeah, and then you got yeah. arrested. Like, why on earth does everybody care about Xandar? And they're like, well, he could kill billions of people. It's like, you all steal from everybody. You even said earlier in this movie, that's yeah. what we do. We steal from yeah. everybody. But um, they have a plan. They do have a plan. And I guess what we're trying to, what they try to get at is that like, Ronan will kill the whole galaxy. Yeah, he'll start with Xandar, but he'll kill it. Right, right. So all he has to do is touch the surface of a planet, and the planet's done. But right, and he's gonna do that. Every Peter has a plan. Well, Peter has twelve percent of a plan. Twelve percent. Twelve percent. What a percentage, 12%. Ethan? Twelve percent. What is twelve? Largest one syllable number. Yep. And they have a plan, but I don't know what the plan is because that cherry bomb song distracted me from listening to the plan. Oh, they all put on red outfits because Ravage. Yeah, no, or I I missed that completely. I was so busy being. Horribly distracted by that freaking song. Cherry bomb. Hello, daddy. Hello, mom. I'm a cherry bomb. Song by female Josh Gad. Oh man, I love Josh Gad. Although, if I wanted somebody to read me bedtime stories, Josh Gad. Yeah, no, not Josh Gad. Probably be Josh Gad, the guy that plays the tiger in Zootopia. Like you know, Zazu. Yeah, Zazu. Freaking. Who else? Who else would be horrible at reading bedtime stories? I wouldn't want Ethan to read me a bedtime story. Unless you're listening to this as you fall asleep. In which case... Good night. Sleep tight. Good night. Don't let the spiders bite because then you'll die. (laughs) (laughs) And when you mix your... Don't let the snake bite either. Mixture with your pumpkin spice latte with Rockstar, you die. (laughs) Bacon and Eggs, once again, brought to you by Pumpkin Spice Rockstar. Pumpkin Spice Rockstar, still not available anywhere. Yep. So then they... they, uh, Rocket needs the guy's eye. And he's just like, oh, I need that guy's eye. Oh, super funny. Peter's like, whoa, wait a minute. And and Peter's like, no, no, whoa, whoa, dude, don't. Don't even. No. Then Rocket's like dying. All the spaceships in this movie, I think, are super cool. Definitely. The the ship that he has is cool. The ship that Ronan has is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I and then we get the really good dog fight where they're like fire the gun and then it's like smoke screen and then they fly below. Oh yeah, it was cool. So it's and like, then they, they form a big wall. Like... Oh yeah, and there's all these different things and the Nova Corps there. Yeah, they join the fight. Yeah, and they have the line where he's like, "I'm not a total dick." Yeah, and then he says they got my dick message, which like, yeah, wow, that was great, that was great, great dog. And fight. then uh, they're on the ship and Groot gets out and he does a little lightning bug thing. And they're like, I didn't know you could do this, which turns out the reason they say that is because Groot didn't have that power in the gotcha. comics. Um, and I don't even know, because uh, it's been a couple of days since I watched this, so I don't even know what happens, but I just have a note that says, and here's fucking Nebula again. So what happens here is uh, Gamora and Nebula fight each other, or uh, uh, Drax shoots Nebula with yes. a rocket, um, and then it really doesn't do anything. They just like Drax and Quill and... Uh, Oh, Yandu, Yandu Groot. finally gets to do his uh, arrow thing. Like, he actually gets to kill people with it this time. Awesome. He just, like, he whistles yeah. at it and goes, like, 
and it just shoots through like seven people. Kills oh everybody. man, that was awesome, awesome, insanely so, cool. He just tell me face. something about this movie. Why does Ronan hate Xandar so much? Oh. Like what did they it's do? Like, it's like it's like terrorists hating America. It's like our the existence of that culture is so repulsive like, to them terrorists. that it cannot be. They call me terrorist. I consider myself a I teacher. I consider myself a teacher. <laughs> Another cheap Zandarian knockoff. knockoff. Um but yeah, so Peter shoots Ronan like straight in the chest, like straight in the chest. And it does. It does leave yeah, a hole. Yeah, but other in his than chest. that, it does nothing. He is fine. Yeah, yeah. Ronan is one of these dudes that I feel like is uh, pretty powerful. Yep. He's almost like a boss yeah. battle in a yeah. video game where, like, he's got waves. Like, he keeps coming back. Warrior keeps coming back. Cause like Rocket flies the ship through the window and like crushes him. I think I think the 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 the, the rocket that comes from Quill would do a lot more damage than the rocket that comes from rocket well no he landed the whole ship on him and it still doesn't do any damage yeah. but we think it does because like, ronan goes away for a minute and groot makes the ball the branches and, and it grows the big branchy ball around them it goes we are groot. groot and i was just like <laughs> yeah because because rocket's like but groot you'll die you'll die groot and then uh groot is yug Yoke. <laughs> That's all I can think of every time Rocket talks is Joey, Joey. Wheeler. Like Joey Wheeler from Yu-Gi-Oh! The Bridge series. Yoke. Red Eyes Black Dragon. My Red Eyes Black Dragon card. Yeah, we, so uh, we are Groot. The, the Infinity Stone. Bad news, man. Uh, but then there's that fight between Gamora and Karen yeah. Gillan, and she's like, help us kill Rodan! And Gamora's... Or, uh, Nebula. Uh, Nebula is like, no, I'm no, not gonna do that. I'm good. I'm not gonna do that. And then, but she obviously survives because she lands in ooh cliffhanger. So Where's she coming big, back at? Big ship Boo. falls on ground, lands in the middle of the city, and uh, ooh, before, uh, but, but like, but while this is all happening, the big problem is like, oh, people on Xandar are gonna die. Well, uh, not only did a whole bunch of ships dive bomb, but then Rocket had the genius idea of let's shoot them in the air before they dive bomb, as though that's gonna do yeah, anything. They, They're still just gonna yeah. fall. I don't know, man. <laughs> Just gonna kill the pilot before they hit yeah. the ground, like. Um, and then, yeah. So then the big ship yep. falls on Xandar, so, which is also so huge. We get, yeah. All the all the guys are saved by Groot. We get that Ronan's still alive, and he says the name of the movie. He's just like, yeah, you got oh, you Guardians of the Galaxy. And I was like, oh, he said the thing. Said the thing. Roll, Roll credits. credits. <laughs> and then we get the dance off. And then uh, we get the dance off, uh, which I think is silly. Good little thing, you know. Keep it lighthearted. What? You, what song is he singing? Oh, the freaking. Uh, Ooh, things gonna things get gonna easier. easier. Ooh, child, things get brighter. Um, but then yeah, they did the dance off, and then oh, Peter Quill should be able to grab an Infinity Stone without it. That's killing fine. He doesn't him. know that yet. And it didn't kill him. It just ripped his face off a little bit. Yeah, no. So, it shouldn't okay, even here's, he should here's the thing I have. Thing. This is the problem I have with this movie. The one problem I have with this movie is this is so freaking cheesy. Oh, like the friendship Oh my god, the freaking Captain Planet thing. Power of friendship. Yeah, yeah. they're just like, oh, he grabs a stone and face starts to melt off. And then like Gamora grabs his hand and Rocket grabs her hand. And they're like, my little pony friendship is magic. Yeah, the crazy thing is I think, you know, they say like beings of supreme power should be able to manage it. But, so, uh, Peter Quill, given his lineage, should be able to right. handle it. Gamora, given her lineage, well, no, 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 should no, no, be no, able to handle on, it. Hang on, hang on, hang on, She's not actually Thanos' kid, remember, remember, not born of Thanos. She's Thanos' okay. 
Drax. Adopted daughter. Drax. Drax the Destroyer. No, he's just a big muscly guy. He'll be fine. Rocket, yeah. I agree. But they Shouldn't do it together. It. They Groot. do it together because we need to beat you over the head with the friendship stick. Friendship is power. Oh my god, oh, dude. Oh, so... You, hot of the cards. So cheesy. And then they, they destroy Ronan with it and stick it back in its box and everything is hunky freaking dory. Except Yandu is still trying to get the stone. He's still like, um, it's mine, but, bro. But even though Yandu gets it, he's like, yeah, well, I got it, but, uh... Then he finds out that it was a fake, and he's like, ha ha. Oh, no, it's not just a fake. It's a troll doll. He literally gets trolled. Literally Um, gets trolled. That's funny. And then he's like, they say the same thing about, like, probably glad we didn't, uh, or probably good thing we didn't deliver him to his dad. Yeah, Um, so that's how you know that, like, Yandu really has Peter's best interest. Oh, we get a a Um, super emotional scene where Rocket's just holding a twig and just weeping, weeping. Then he plants it, and then it's it's not even a big deal. I think Groot is the only Groot. That's what I No, he's not. He is not. Because the collector says, I never thought I'd get to meet a Groot. Yeah, which that doesn't mean he's not the only Groot. I think Groot did die, and baby Groot is the next Groot in the line of Groot. So he's like the doctor. I feel like you're reaching there. I don't know that I am. And I I could be wrong here, but I I get the idea that there's only ever one Groot at a time. But it's like a continuity. Yeah. Well, no. No, because Sith, there was like a Sith Academy, and there was a bunch of Sith. There was never a bunch of Groots. I think there were. I think, I think it's a race. Groot. I think, think so. so. I don't know. That's I what really I got don't from know that. a lot about that, it. That he says, I, ne- I didn't th- never thought I'd get to meet a Groot. Like, maybe he's the only one left. That's what makes me think it's not a race. Maybe he's the only one left. Maybe maybe he's like the Time Lords, where there right, was a civilization right, right, right. or the yeah. Sith. I mean, he but definitely is like the Doctor because he can grow back. For right. sure, for sure. But he grows back different. I don't know. Well, I don't know. He's not fully grown back in the next one. So but then we get a, just like a super happy scene where like, well, first of all, Nova Prime tells Peter that he's half Terran. And not all Terran, and that he's part like ancient warrior beast thing. And we get a super emotional scene. Rocket's holding the the, tw- the Groot twig in a little pot. It's super adorable. And yeah, Peter gets his ship back, all like it was. And he still has the present. And, and it's just it a super awesome super sad note from his mom. And we find out she was the one that she called named him Star Lord. And he a little bit, a little bit. And then he puts the tape in. And his ain't no mountain high enough. It's like, can you imagine being off of Earth for 30 Earth years and then hearing a new well, song from Earth? Hearing Marvin Gaye. Why does it matter if it's Marvin Because the last oh, movie ended in Marvin Gaye. The, yep. I don't, I don't think that's I don't think it happening. does either, but like, it's a little, little, little homage A little, a Mage. little homage. Omelette du fromage. And then we just get dancing baby group. He's just like, Cute. dancing, dancing, dancing. Then Drax turns around and he just stops. Do, like, do, mannequin do. challenge there for a second. Do, do, do. Yep. Yep. Doo, doo, doo. And, then, uh, and then he keeps dancing, and we get a post credit scene. Uh, first post credit. That is one of the post credit scenes. No, it's not. Is the uh, he's dancing? It's not a post credit scene. It's like the it first. It is before one. the credits. The credits Correct. roll. But it's after. after. Anyway, the post credit scene. We get Howard the Duck. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. The collector is still. Howard alive. the Duck talking to the collector. And the dog. Yeah, he, gets, oh, he has the a dog. dog. The collector's still alive. Really don't know what it means. I don't really. I don't really think no, it's relevant. I, I don't know if it was going to be like Howard the Duck is going to be like a villain. God, or I hope not. Or if it was a nod to the old Howard the Duck yeah. movie or what it was. But it was... I don't think I realized until that moment really? that Howard the Duck was like a Marvel character. Yeah, he is. Like, in my mind, he was in DuckTales. Yeah, like a, a member of like the yeah, McScrooge like family or the Duck McScrooge family. Scree- McDuck. Scrooge McDuck. That's what it is. You ever see... I'm going to link this in the description. But do you ever see the, the like, uh, it's, I think it's like a minute physics video about why Scrooge McDuck was magic and why no. he could, like, swim through the money, but Huey Doo and Louie can't? Why? Can you tell I can't, me why? Well, it's like... He no, he has magical powers. Like there's no other way for it to do that because like, even if you filled the room full of like a liquid that allowed the money to float, like it would still be impossible to swim through huh. it. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have to, to watch find this. it. 
and and link it. I hope it exists and it's not just like in some podcast that I heard that I'm never going to find again. It could be that I've like sat, I've done that before where I've searched like for like hours trying yeah, to find something. It's, it's like it's doesn't, just... it's not like tagged anywhere. Um, right. So let me get my, uh, let me get my thing open that tells me what else we need to talk about. So what did, what did you like about this movie? I like pretty much all of it. it. Made me laugh, made me cry. I loved all the characters except for Nebula. And that was really the only thing I didn't like. Um, I even thought like the sub characters like John C. Riley and the people in Nova Corps were good. I thought that Thanos was good. I thought that Ronan was good. I thought that the whole Guardians team was good. Um, I really like, I, I don't have a ton of complaints about, or I don't have any. So like. I have a lot of things I liked so like, about it. I've up to um, this point. I thought it was well acted. I have up to this yeah. point in this review been very nice to this movie. Okay. Ooh. I've been very nice to this movie. No, I'm not actually. I've seen this movie exactly twice. Once when it was in theaters about a month after it came out, like right as it was leaving theaters. And once mm-hmm. Saturday when I was watching it again. Now, throw okay. yourself back to 2014 when this came out. Mm-hmm. This was the most overhyped movie that has ever existed until Deadpool. We literally talked about uh, Avatar. No, 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 no. You know that, right? No, 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 no. Hang on. Because I finished watching Avatar and I was like, that was freaking cool. That lived up to the hype. I finished watching this movie. My mind was pre-blown at least four freaking hundred times going into this movie. Everybody I knew, every TV channel, constantly, ESPN, the news, everybody was just like, Guardians of the Galaxy is the most amazing movie that's ever existed. The greatest movie of all time. Literally better than any other movie ever. You should burn all your other DVDs. Never watch another movie. This is going to be the only movie on TV from now on. Guardians of the Galaxy. Go see it tomorrow. It's the greatest thing since literally anything. And I watched it, and I was just like, okay, that was cool, I guess. I'm just so bar- like heartbroken that you had that experience at the movie theater. Yeah, that's how I felt. It was like, it was, it was cool. But it like it lived up to maybe ten percent of the hype behind it. It was the same the same way I feel so about sad. Deadpool. And like people talked about Deadpool and told me it was going to literally alter my life. Like I would not be the same person walking out of Deadpool as I was when I walked in. Oh, I, I Deadpool was pretty much exactly what I expected. Like if you had just told me that this was the next Marvel movie, you didn't need to do anything else other than that. If you'd just been like, yeah, this is the next Marvel movie, I'd be like, oh, awesome, and I'd go see it and I'd be like, this is cool. Which how I felt three years later watching it for the first time again. And I was like, oh, this is a cool movie. No, you should have felt like this was an exceptionally good Marvel movie. I mean, it was good. It was good. I think <clears throat> that I like this movie a lot for one reason and one reason only. And that is just because it is so outlandish, so off the wall compared to the other Marvel movies that it has set a new precedent for the rest of the series. And they have all been more lighthearted. More like superhero movies are supposed to be. It's so weird that you say that because there is no, like, like it's almost like a Play-Doh thing where there's like a form of the greatest superhero movie ever, right? And we're just trying to get closer and closer to that. Are you familiar with Play-Doh's yeah, forms? Yeah. Okay. For those of you that aren't, it's the idea that outside of the universe, there is a perfect version of everything. And inside the universe, we can all, we will just try and try and try to get closer to that thing, but we'll never achieve it. It's like the short Cliff Notes of the Cliff Notes version. Um, And it's almost like there is this platonic greatest superhero movie but like it doesn't exist and most superhero movies are not lighthearted and reaching towards that goal that we feel like this one gets us closer to and we feel like thor ragnarok right. gets well, us closer to and we feel let like me, ant-man let gets me, us closer let me say to this. for me this is the transition in the marvel series where we stopped trying to chase christopher nolan where yeah, we stopped trying to that. chase down dark knight 
because they were like, well, we got Iron Man and that did pretty well. We're going to make a couple movies that are kind of like Iron Man. And then we did that up until the Avengers. And then we we're like, we need a different direction because we're just not doing as well, not playing as well as, as the Dark Knight, as Dark Knight Rises. So we went super emo with it. And it was like, man, people are kind of responding kind of weird to this. Like, these are super dark movies. Let's let James Gunn go hog freaking wild on one of them. And people loved it. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, people loved this movie. People loved this movie. They could not stop talking about it. Yeah, they were excited about the new direction. I mean, you got to think. When this movie came out, the last thing we saw was Winter Soldier, which was admittedly a very, very yeah. good movie. Um, and after that, and before that, was The Dark World, I yeah. think, right? and then Iron Man 3 before and that. that was, The Dark World was literally called The right. Dark World. Like, you couldn't be more like, we're trying to be like The Dark Knight. Right. It's yeah, called no, The for sure. Dark World. <laughs> but then I think this is the moment where Marvel movies just started trying to be Marvel movies. Like they started being like, this is going to be a comic book movie. The more comic strip comic book movie, not the right, graphic right, novel right, comic right. book movie. Which you know? is what we got in like the Dark Knight movies, which were very much like graphic novel, Watchmen type. Yeah. Watchmen. Yeah. Like the killing joke, that kind of thing. Whereas this is yep. like, you know, your seven page long comic book with a bunch of jokes in it, but it's still got some power and still got some, some stuff to it. Because like the Avengers, uh, Age of Ultron, which is the next one, started being able to kind of poke fun at itself almost and like not take itself too seriously. Ant-Man didn't take itself too seriously. Uh, uh, Winter Soldier had plenty of characters in it that didn't take themselves too seriously. Yeah, but I will say that you, I don't know if you remember Ultron very much, but that movie is No, dark. it is, but like like there's enough stuff going on in it that it still, it still relives some of this vibe. Like even th- just through Ultron himself, because like yeah, and he, right, yeah, James, James Spader with that fun voice great, and everything, great acting in it. He has the whole line about like, oh, I spent five minutes on the internet and decided the world needed to be destroyed, and people yeah. were just like, Which same, is, I, I, it's weird same motivation, but whatever. But, um, yeah. So I think and it ushered in a new area, er, er, ushered in a new era of these movies, and especially in the last two we've gotten, we've really started to see that. Yeah, um, I'll agree with that. So it it did a lot for the series. It it if it had kept going in the direction of Dark World and Winter Soldier, I. I think it would have struggled eventually. Yeah, and that's what DC's having troubles with right now. As as at the as of the time of this recording, Justice League just came out, which I haven't yet seen. But from what I can tell, it like it has a comic relief that really helps the series a lot. Uh, but it's still oh, that's not that's enough. the like, opposite of what like I've heard. A, I've heard is it tried way too hard to be funny. Oh, we, we're just gonna have yeah, to see like it I've heard a lot thinking. of people say that it just tried way too hard to be funny. And like there was a while where they were just hiding the Rotten Tomato score of, for Justice League. Oh, they anytime a studio has the rotten tomatoes under like 65 they're like yeah well, and they hidden. didn't release it until wednesday before it came out yeah. like they were, and it was doing decent mm, then nope. and now it, it dropped at one point i saw it at 35 yeah so and i feel like at this point they're just because it, it has slowly climbed i think dc is probably just paying people to review it well i don't think so i think what happened with this i we have to see it so that we For can sure. form our own opinion um because I, I don't want to not but this is actually one of those rare times and i don't want to spend too much time on this but this is one of those rare times where a movie comes out and like the hive mentality doesn't take over like it is i've seen some serious fluctuation where it's gone i think as high as like 55 and then dropped down to 35 and now it's up at like 40 um and it was even going up and down that day and like critics are able to watch this movie from what i can tell and form their own opinion about it um as opposed to being like yeah everybody agrees this movie is for sure um but dc DC's in a dark period right now because they're sitting here thinking like we brought in a ringer we hired christopher nolan to make the Dark Knight trilogy. And now it's over. It he's works. gone. He's not coming back. Like, we're not going to do any more of those. What in God's name do we do? Well, and then they brought in the, like, director from... They had Zack Snyder for uh, Man of Steel. And then they had freaking... What's his name? I don't know. Joss oh, Whedon. Joss Whedon did it? He's not the Marvel guy. He just did the Avengers. Yeah, but he's... I mean, he's done a lot of movies. 
I don't know. I mean, uh, I'll see it, but like, I'm not excited for it. I, I mean, yeah, but. I'll see it. I'm, I'll pay money for it. I'll go yeah, to so the DC, and watch it. we would have if if we had kept it on direction. We, I say we, like I'm involved in this. Like I've got Kevin Feige on speed dial, just being like, hey, Kev, I really think we should take a different direction with these next few movies. Maybe uh, get rid of the sepia tone. <laughs> yeah. Maybe regular yeah. daylight. Yeah. We thought about that. <laughs> um, but if we kept down the direction of, of Iron Man 3, Dark World, and the Winter Soldier, I think we would have ended up very, like, DC. Because the Avengers was obviously a huge success, like, roaring success. It made $1.5 billion, like, it did well. And then it, we've seen, like, a like a slow decline of, like, sales after it, even to this movie. So, like, yeah. I, I don't Nothing, nothing could compete with it. People were like, "I'm, I'm ready to yeah. be done with it." And Marvel was like, uh, mm, "We got ten more no, of these." You ain't. We got yeah, at least. We got ten more <laughs> of these up to this point. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay. So let's let's do some some power rankings. So villain, villain, yeah. Ronin. I think where was the Mandarin? Low. Really? Because he's the he's same. He's so much better though. He's better executed. Well, no, with the Mandarin, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't, we did Aldrich Killian, not the Mandarin. Gotcha. Well, that's because the the turn in that movie right. was awful. The right, so he was twist. low. Um, uh, and I still don't know where anything. Fall. I haven't, I haven't fulfilled my promise to go back and listen and figure out where the villains go. Is he better than Chris Eccleston? Yeah. Okay, I think he was pretty yeah. low on our he's list. He's better than Abomination. He's better than Aldrich Killian. He's better than Whiplash. Probably better than Nobody Stain. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Not better than Loki. I don't think. I put him right along with the Red Skull. No. He's like yeah. pretty much he's, the Red Skull. Yeah. Again, what what's your one out of ten on him? Like a like a like a six and a half. Yeah, I was thinking like yeah, seven. like like so definitely positive, but not overwhelmingly positive. Right. I mean, he he right because he purpose. was very much like a one movie villain. He didn't he didn't have a ton of motivation other than like I want Zandar to die. Another cheap Zandarian knockoff. <laughs> that joke hasn't stopped being funny yet. It's probably not funny to everybody listening, but it's hilarious to me. I, do I like too. laughing. Laughing's um, fun. So yeah, I'll, I'll put him. I'll put him a solid. I, I could go with seven. I'll, I'll agree to seven. Yeah. Uh, the movie. I Power think. Ranking. I mean, outside. I, I'm gonna. Of, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm just gonna say it. Third place. Third place, right behind the Avengers. Yeah, it's it's better than Not, better than both of the Captain and, America. And honestly, movies. it's because of what it did for the series. It's yeah. It's it makes you laugh. It makes you cry. I think it's easier for comedy characters yeah. to make you laugh because or to make you cry. Because in like attraction world, somebody will be more attracted right, right, right. to you well, if you make I mean, them laugh. It's easy for comedy characters to make you cry because it's like a betrayal. Like you and I yeah. had this code. We decided you were gonna make me laugh. You were gonna do the funny thing. And you're not doing the funny thing. You're not delivering. You're giving me this depressing, sad thing where, where your mom dead. had a note and she called you Star-Lord. And, and Groot Groot's died. Dead. Well, he's not dead. He's dancing. Yeah. But Groot sacrificed yep. himself. We yep. are we Groot. Are Groot. Uh, yeah, I think that one's pretty easy yep. to Third pay. place, which I have proven myself wrong twice now. L-O-L-O-L. It drops uh, Captain America. It drops Captain America. Yep. It drops the one. Drops, I guess it drops everything except for Marvel, or and, except for the Avengers. And, and, <laughs> but like I said that thing where I was like, all of the Phase 2 movies are going to slot right in between these two. And I've been wrong twice. Because Dark World was terrible and this was yep. great. I wish Dark World wasn't bad. Me too. I wanted to love it. Because it was right after I saw yeah. Korg Ragnarok and I wanted to love it so yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I didn't. Um, so that's where that ranks. That was a pretty easy call. Give me a uh, breakfast how would you, food. I was just about to ask you to give me a breakfast Ooh, this food. is a tough one. Is it? Yeah, like it's got it's got old fashioned in the in the title. Whatever. Oh it is. man, no. This is this is the cure to the Avengers hangover. This is an easy easy call. This is the cure to the Avengers hangover. You know what that means? It is not just covered in chunked hash browns. It's also peanut butter waffle at Waffle House. This is an easy. Oh, call. I agree with that. Yeah, you 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 got it. You, you nailed it. Black you coffee. Nailed it. You nailed. Nah. Yeah. Coke. Coke. <laughs> Coca-Cola. There's nothing better for a hangover than a regular Coke. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, that's exactly yep. what this is. We're done with the hangover. Covered in chunked hash browns into... and a peanut butter waffle. You're exactly right. Yep. Exactly right. That was easy. That was a surprise. I know. I'm glad. I'm proud of you. 
product. Yeah, right I now. mean, what what's the best hangover cure? That's what we got right here. I mean, the best hangover uh, cure is, I mean, is uh, like a Red Robin Tavern. No, the best hangover cure is like a dozen tacos. <laughs> <from laughs> Taco Bell. Yeah. All Doritos Locos. Oh, fun fact. There is a correct answer about what kind of Dorito is best. It's nacho cheese. If you argue with me, I hold will on, hold literally on, hold fight on, hold you. On, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Which kind of Dorito is best or which kind of DLT is Just best? Just Dorito. Because I have like, a different answer story, for this. You buy chips. I do too. The DLT is the Cool Ranch. No, every opposite. Day of the week. Opposite. The Cool Ranch Doritos Locos Taco can burn in the fires of heck. <laughs> heck. Are you hecking kidding me? I am not hecking kidding No. The Cool Ranch Doritos Locos Taco is terrible. Terrible. Are you going to say the Cool Ranch Doritos are better than nacho cheese? But no, the, the superior, so superior Dorito flavor is that like sweet spicy oh, nacho. Yeah. But like right. between the classics, uh, yeah, Cool Ranch is better. Cool I Ranch disagree, has more flavor. 100%. It's just got like a like a better flavor to I eat. I could not disagree more. I really couldn't. Um, like honestly, nacho I cheese Doritos smell watch. funny. I agree. <laughs> Doritos in general are like the grossest yeah. thing. No, I mean I'll take a salt and vinegar chip over a Dorito one hundred thousand oh, yeah. times out of. I will take hey. dill pickle Pringles hey, over most. D- yeah, foods. oh, I thought you were about to disparage dill pickle. Pringles. No, those are yeah, amazing. Say, How did they do that? They don't even really taste like pickle. They just taste like yeah. awesome. Now, be, be careful because, like, you get some of those salt and vinegar chips, like the Utz salt and vinegar that come in the green and yellow bag. And, man, you eat one of those and it's like getting kicked in the yeah. face. I will kick you in the face if you if you, you would ever eaten that. a if salt hungry, and vinegar I'll just chip kick you in the like face. Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it, it burns the roof of your yeah, mouth. Yeah, and, like, Does that the, ever like the corners to you? of your mouth start to hurt after a while. Yep. yep. I know exactly. You eat like seven of them. About. You're like, ow. That's Uts. That's Uts uh, salt and vinegar chips. The the superior salt and vinegar chip. In case anybody's wondering, is Lay's. Pringles don't have enough flavor. Uts has too many flavors. The, the superior chip I've learned recently is the Pringles. Oh, just by in far. general, it's because they're not even yeah. like potato chips. They're like potato dust formed into chips. So good, and the flavors oh, are oh, all yeah. good. It's not even like you go to get a gimmick now, I of those ate and you're like, oh, too this is a many. I don't like the cheese. The one you were talking about earlier, the, the cheddar cheese. It's not my favorite. But I, I, have them right now. I ate. When I was a kid, my only flavor of Pringle I liked was pizza, I and I can't it. eat them anymore. Really? Yeah, they just like they taste like uh, they taste like long car rides. I know that, but feel. like not not That's like McDonald's a, fries not like a for me. Road trip. That's actually McDonald's breakfast for me. Yeah, not like a road trip like that. I'm driving, and you and I are going to Florida. Like I'm stuck in the back of a car by myself on the way to like visit my dad's friends in New York. <sighs> That's what that tastes like to me. Is is pizza Pringles. Well, I think we are ready to we wrap are. up, Ethan. Um, thank you, everybody, so much for listening this oh, week this to been, our episode of one. Bacon and Eggs. Uh, next week, we are still in Phase 2, right? Yes. Two more two more There's movies in Phase two, 2. more? I totally missed that. What are they? They are Age of Ultron, which is the next one, and then Ant-Man. Who would have thought that that made it in? Well, um, the first two were so six Ant-Man. movies, and they probably made that and Age of Ultron in the wrong order, honestly. Yeah, but Ant-Man's not in Age of Ultron. No, but, why. like, I think he could have been... Or they could have just left him out. I think they could have made Ant-Man first. I agree. Like, I agree. I totally agree. Um, but anyway, our next two movies are going to be, it sounds like, Age of Ultron, which is cool, and Ant-Man, which is one of so my favorites. we're going to finish out Phase um, 2, and then, uh, t- much to the joy of some of our listeners, a small subset of our listeners, we're going to move on from Marvel for a few minutes. Yeah, for December and parts of, I think, of January, yeah. we're, we're actually going to do some other things, and we'll get back into Phase 3 about six weeks before Black um, Panther. I do believe there is going to be an audience choice episode coming up. I could be totally Somewhere wrong. Somewhere in there. So, um, so the, there'll be links to that in the Facebook group on how to how we're we going to choose that. We will also have that. a replacement yeah, tie. Yeah, so during my honeymoon, somebody will be subbing in for me, and we don't You'll know find out yet. that week. Well, you might, you'll probably find out sooner. We'll probably Maybe. tell you sooner. Maybe. We'll see. Well, you'll find out when yeah. we know, at least. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll find that we know before day yeah, of. But we do have some... <laughs> 
We'll, we'll yeah, figure, we'll it, figure out. it out. But there's going to um, be a replacement tie for the honeymoon. He's getting married, and I'll be all by my onesie. I'll fine. be fine. I'm not worried about it. I'm just saying. <coughs> that's a thing. It's going to happen. You're saying you could go on without no, me? No, I'm saying that I can live without you and you're make it. I don't even matter. No, I'm saying pot. I can make it work with somebody else for one week. Okay. Yeah, okay. And then we're um, going to do Star always, Wars. Is that great. next? No, but that's after oh, Christmas. Oh, you mean during during yeah. Christmas break. Yeah, we're going to do the Star Wars episode. We're going to have all that good stuff. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Ethan is at Wow Now. The O's are zeros. I am at America Carlin. That is America R L. Both of us at Bacon and Eggs twenty three on Twitter. On Twitter. And... Uh, you can also join our Facebook group, which we love. It is our favorite thing ever. Uh, it's the best way to meet and talk with people. It's like thirteen members right now. Yep. I think it was a twelve start of the. There episode. is a link in the doobly doo. Um, yep, and that is honestly the best way to interact with us. That's how you get to vote on stuff and and get to be a part of things. Uh, additionally, we did launch our Patreon today. Um, you can go to patreon.com. Any little bit helps. Uh, we would love to produce this show, but it's not free. Um, and it, it does take a lot of time, and we'd love to continue to be able to produce it for you. At the highest so possible quality. just throw a dollar a month so. away. Every little yeah. bit goes a long um, way. Additionally, our graphics are all produced by Vaishan Brandon. He did the original logo for us. If you'd like to get in contact with him for any business, uh, just shoot us an email at baconandeggsmedia at gmail.com. We'll be happy to get you his contact information. Yes. Uh, he's super easy to work with. Best man we've Absolutely. ever met. Absolutely. Uh, he's in my Absolutely. wedding. Absolutely. Until next time, people, uh, this has been great. I had a lot of fun recording this episode with you, Tyler. Thank you for potting uh, with me. One last thing I want to note is last week we talked about uh, Natasha Romanoff a lot. And we didn't even mention that we have a Canadian ambassador by the name of Natasha um, for the podcast. If you have any interest in being one of our ambassadors, uh, it's, a, it's a developing program. But uh, just shoot us an email or reach out to Preferably us Preferably if you live in a different country or like the north midwest. Yeah. But really anybody. If you, if you want to be a bacon and eggs ambassador, we want you to have that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so let us know. Especially if you're to German. put together a program for you. Final thoughts? Final notes? Uh, no, I got nothing, man. That was it's been a lot of fun. It's been a great episode. I think we really knocked this one out of the I park. I agree. Bryce Harpered this Bryce thing. Bryce Harpered it. Yep. Just really locked into it. Anyway, I've been Ethan Etchill. He's been Tyler Carlin. Until next time, Arrivederci. Ask a silly question and you get a silly answer. Nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everybody's gonna die.